I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And to the Republic for which it stands, under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. CBD. The best CBD products on the planet. Over 100 five star reviews. Can verify authentication. Gold in full spectrum. Full panel lab tested. What is full panel lab testing? Cannabinoids and terpenes. Pesticides. Mycotoxins, solvents, heavy metals, microbials, foreign matter. Get serious. Serious DVD. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask refuse to stay at home we will not comply with fauci we will not comply with joe biden and we will not comply with authoritarian governors i am not going to comply this ends now
had a dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly. While your parents were asleep, now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent. But you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or of gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm. So they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemn they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore. And then you send your youth to slaughter, fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died? Or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. Do you hear the people sing, singing the song of angry men? It is the music of a people who will not be slaves again. When the beating of your heart echoes the beating of the drums, there is a life about to start when tomorrow comes. Will you join our crusade? Who will be strong and stand with me? Beyond the barricade, is there a world you long to see? Then join in the fight that will give you the right to be free. Do you hear the people sing, 
broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now, on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. I know why you're here, Neil. I know what you've been doing. I know why you hardly sleep. Why you live alone and why night after night you sit at your computer. You're looking for him. I know because I was once looking for the same thing. And when he found me, he told me I wasn't really looking for him. I was looking for an answer. It's the question that drives us, Neo. It's the question that brought you here. You know the question, just as I did. Cause they let us profit off of people's pain In this dystopian age We are the game that he plays And all the evil, deceitful people Should shake our faith I never seen God's eyes But I seen the devils He walks with man on earth At different levels He knows the king we serve So he hates and meddles And prays that we all burn And turn to rebels He try to get my soul But I'll never settle I walk this lonely road From the burbs to ghettos I'll take the gift bestowed And return a vessel God is an awesome artist In perilous times we seek his grace As the world and the times we face Turn fake in the face of the devil's mirages In the midst of the pain, disdain In the media's push of all this garbage I pray that you keep your faith As the whole world breaks and the real get disregarded It's about time that we take it back The weight's too great for the camel's back Strong men made life an easy task And now the weak men feminize every act In the church, in the workplace, every class On the television screen, in the state of rap All virtues gone and it's fade to black We in hell on earth and it's gonna collapse Integrity's lost, he didn't We incentivize gods on the way The revolution will be televised Gone too far, don't know if we can rectify it Those gates we will testify So I'm saying it now for the counteract clockwise We are living in times where the wickedness all rise The intelligent fall while the stupidness all drive And the real get pushed aside yeah. I've never seen God's eyes But I've seen the devils He walks with men on earth At different levels He knows the king we serve So he hates and meddles And prays that we all burn And turn to rebels He try to get my soul But I'll never settle I walk this lonely road From the birth to ghettos I'll take the gift bestowed And return a vessel I am the one they chose Yeah, yeah, yeah
Welcome back, fuckers, to another edition of True Spiracy. True Spiracy number 67. 67. We're going to finally finish Enoch. Mm-hmm. Finally. Mm-hmm. It's going to be done. Yep. We'll be done, folks. Yep. Today is it. Yeah. I got Enoch a, done. I got in a little trouble last week. Enoch done. Why, why'd you get in trouble? I got in a lot of trouble last week. What'd you get in trouble for? <laughs> Who'd you get in trouble from? I didn't. Uh, I mean, you were acting like a cunt this morning, but... No, no, no. This was a week ago. This is literally after last Sunday. Oh. Someone named Jamiel mm. or Julo. Mm-hmm. Julo. 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 Julo sends his regards. Really? Apparently, <coughs> people don't necessarily see things the way that I see things. And apparently, I wasn't supposed to point it out to y'all. Well, that, that would cause problems. Apparently, they, they've been keeping the third book of Enoch from me. Hmm. That's why I didn't find it before. That's why it took it so long to get to it. <clears throat> Scratch my throat. Oh. Um, so, of course, my question was, well, then why did I get to see it now? And the answer was, well, we still have questions. Hmm. Well, maybe we do. Maybe we still have questions because we're, we're we're really still trying to figure out how Enoch fits into everything else. Because the one thing they did do at the, the Council of Nicaea, which was probably the worst thing they hmm. could have done, in the Council of Nicaea, when they destroyed and removed all of the books that they didn't want in the Bible, one of the things they did not do was keep an accurate representation of a timeline that followed each of the books as to who wrote it first, who wrote what first, and when it came. The only thing we have to go off of are um, there are some spiritual or biblical dates within those books that kind of tell you where they line up in the timeline, but there is no set order. And that's the weird shit mm-hmm. because there is definitely a possibility that the book of Enoch and the Bible were written at the same time. Lindsay, you're absolutely right. They should know that I do what I want when I want and how I want. And that's why everyone loves me. (laughs) I basically told them to fuck off. So oh, kind of like what you did with me when you said, yeah, I'm only going to come home with one cock. And instead you came home with 20 cocks. Something like that. No, like 10. Um, Is that a bushel of cocks at that point? I was just wondering. The name of that song is God's Eyes. That is by my new favorite artist, Dax, D-A-X. Look him up on YouTube. He's quite awesome. I was playing him for Mick all day. I'm just wondering. Oops. I didn't mean to do that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm your huckleberry. Oops. Um... I'm your Huckleberry. Yeah. So uh, I didn't, I didn't need to. My man. They're just so cute though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 I even got to sn- snuggle with the big one this morning because he was limping. So I'd That's check true. his foot. So, we and did. he was pretty sweet actually. He really was. He was totally he's actually cool. kind of cool. Yeah. He really is cool. He's a big dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he's only eight months old, which I confirm now because I call, I asked. <laughs> so. I knew he was somewhere under a year, but yeah, he's eight months. So um, he's just going to get bigger now that he saw Seamus because they get to the biggest mm-hmm. animal. The cocks will grow to the biggest animal on the property. Wow. And he saw Seamus today. And that's not true. Otherwise, you'd have freaking cow sized rooster doll all the time. No, no, no. No, that they consider a threat. They don't consider cows a threat. Oh, okay. Well, dogs are a threat. Dogs will fucking kill a chicken in a heartbeat. Uh-huh. Annie will, even if that dog, even if that cock gets as big, like let's say it gets four feet, Annie will still destroy that fucking bird. That bird will never ever survive. True. She will kill that bird quickly. True. I've watched her play with toys and I thought she was trying to snap the neck of a bird. 
So well, if she can whip around a toy like she can fucking whip around some of the big stuffed animals, a bird is going to be nothing for her. Yeah. So um. Anyway, with the added benefit of a little squirmy. So. Mm -hmm. They're uh they're a lot of fun. Uh, right now, if you walk outside, you wouldn't even know that we have almost forty birds on the property. Honestly. But I'll tell you what, I'm you not, see, all you see I'm not going to have a fucking, I'm not going to have another bug on my property. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. mm. I got a slushy drink. Um, they have been out there underneath all the trees, going through all the mulch and the everything. Pine straw. I mean, just getting every little bug out there. Yep. They're really good at it. So. That's that's one reason to have chickens because yes. you don't really have a whole lot of bugs around no. with chickens. Yep. Chickens so. keep kind of keep them at bay. We just kind of built the fly trap and then we're then we'll then we'll be good there too. Yeah. So true that. So anyway. Oh, anyway. Book of Enoch number this is the giants. So, this is uh the book of giants. It is the book of giants. But it's only like 20 minutes long. There's there's scraps of it. They found like and they don't even know what order the pages are in. See, that's again goes back to that goes back to the council of Nicaea because they destroyed mm -hmm. all the shit. So and they made sure we couldn't put it back together. They found scraps of it with the Dead Sea Scrolls, which is weird. Why would yep. you destroy something to the point that we couldn't put it back together unless you were trying to hide something? Yeah, because normally when you destroy something that good, you're trying to hide it. You're trying to make it like it never existed. That's true. It wasn't here at all. Well, let's um, we'll start with this. This is a little uh, a little a little quick. It's actually a short, but it kind of gives you an idea. An overview as it is. According to the Book of Enoch, a group of heavenly, heavenly angels, angels known as the Watchers or Sons of God, God became enamored with human women and descended to Earth during the days of Enoch. These angels are said to have been led by two main figures, Azazel and Shemihazah. The Watchers chose to disobey God's divine order and taught forbidden knowledge and arts to humanity, including astrology, cosmetics and weaponry. They also engaged in sexual relations with human women, which resulted in the birth of a hybrid race called the Giants or Nephilim, whose height was 3,000 L's, or approximately 3,750 feet. As punishment for their transgressions, the Watchers are imprisoned in various locations. Some interpretations suggest that they are chained in darkness until the final judgment. Now. Now. Yeah, now. Because that's that's coming soon. So it's a quick overview. Quick, very quick. Yes. Just a very quick. Like that's like wave tops. Not yes. even. Yes, exactly. You miss like all the good part of the story. I know, but there's a one. Well, we're gonna get to a good part of the story, but I wanted to do that specifically because there's another part of the story too. That wasn't there a video that we ties the future to the past that I said we had to play today. Yeah, we'll get to that at the end. I was kind of hoping to lead off with that because that's kind of really important. Really, really important. I, we get more listeners in the beginning than we do in the end. But it doesn't have anything to do with no. We don't. No, I know we, we don't. We only have seventy people watching right now. That we okay. We we'll wait till the end. Beginning right, the end. We'll wait till the end. Then. Okay. I don't. Fuck. That was the whole point that I wanted to play it because it had nothing to do with this, and that's why I was going to lead off with it. So it didn't have anything to do with it. Maybe we'll play it during tribute. No, we don't play anything but the video for tribute. Oh, tribute. All right. That's a period rule. Okay. And so. All right. I chiseled it. So the book of giants.
Seriously, any fucking day with the intro music. Do we need a bump? It seems like... That went too far. Like Liana would say, we need a bump there. Jesus. That was fucking amazing. What the hell are they doing? There we, there go. we go. A narrative of the, the fragmentary book of giants found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Narrated by Matthew Schmitz. The fallen angels knew the secrets of all things. At this time, sin was great on the earth. The wicked angels killed many people and begot giants with mortal women. The wicked angels consumed everything that the earth produced. The great fish, the birds in the sky, all the fruit of the earth, all kinds of grain, the fruit of the trees, even beasts and reptiles they committed sin against. All the creeping things of the earth they observed and abused. They performed every harsh deed with harsh utterance upon male and female creations and upon humanity itself. The 200 angels seized 200 donkeys, 200 asses, 200 sheep and rams of the flock, 200 goats, 200 beasts of the field from every animal and from every bird for experiments in breeding with humans and all types of miscegenation. From these deeds, monsters were created and flourished across the earth. The monsters sought out flesh, which would be destroyed or perverted. Monsters and giants would arise who were lacking in true knowledge because they were abominations. In the meantime, the earth grew ever more corrupt and the giants more mighty. They considered trying to persuade other angels to come upon the earth, otherwise their tyranny might ultimately perish and die. All the time they were causing great corruption in the earth. If this goal did not suffice to perpetuate them, they thought they would be finally destroyed. The fallen ones defiled all creation and begot giants and monstrous creatures and corrupted all the earth which was defiled by bloodshedding at the hands of the giants. But this did not suffice them, and they were seeking constantly to devour and destroy many more. The monsters attacked all creation. The giant named Maweh then had a dire vision. In his dream, a great tablet upon which was inscribed several names. Weird echo. That's uh. That's really. Yeah, weird. that was really bad. I, I can see why you guys are having such a hard time with it. Seriously, that's um, that's not that's not cool at all. What the fuck is going on today? I don't know. This shit is weird. I wonder. Let me try something because um. Oh, I didn't mean to do that. That was the wrong button. Why is it even down there? <sighs> We're way behind. Our 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 video is way off. Um, Liana's was like four minutes off the other day on Foxhole. Really? Yeah. Something's going on. Yeah. Something's going on. Because I have restarted this. I did everything before we started the show. So. And I dumped a whole bunch of stuff too. It ain't us. I don't know what the hell it is. No, it's so no, we, no. It, it, there's an the echo I went, on our end. Yeah, we don't hear it on our end, but I went and listened on Rumble, and there's a bad echo. Mm -hmm. And we're gonna we're trying to fix that. I'm gonna try and re-download that whole the whole thing. Um, cause it's, 
the only thing I can think of is that it was downloaded from last week and maybe the original file's not there. Oh, that's right down there. No, that's not it. That's from this week. It's going to be from last week because I downloaded it last week because we were going to do it last week, if you remember. But a lot's happened since then. Oh, that's weird. That is weird. We're going to try it again. Mm -hmm. Either way, we'll get there. Eventually. We're working on it. Live production. This is what happens. This is what happens when you don't have a team of people working for you. It's just you and another person doing it. That's true, too. And we got to go all the way back in our nose. Yeah. What was last Sunday's date? Oh, there 31st. It is. Never mind. I found it. Or the, yeah, 31st. Here it is. Because Monday was the first, wasn't it? Yep. Because today's the sixth. So Monday would have been the first. I kept losing that day, too. The 31st. Yeah. Isn't that weird? So weird. I, I didn't. Did you guys have that problem, too? Like, completely miss the 31st? Like, all of a sudden it was Monday, and everybody's like, Leanna starts out her show. It's August 1st. I'm like, oh, fuck. It really is. I didn't even know that. No, like, I, I literally thought like the 31st was the first. I, like my whole brain, my brain skipped over the whole damn thing. So I don't know. Oh, so you thought Sunday was the 30th? Yeah. All right. So hopefully this works better. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, it's downloading fast. Done. I mean, that's something. That's, that's a good sign. And maybe we'll close that out because that uses too much bandwidth. Okay. That might have been up. I don't know why QuickTime Player was up. I, that might have been the Echo, too. That mm -hmm. could have been the Echo as well. Book of Giants right there at the top. Nope. That was the one from before. This one wanted to show clips. Okay. Well, show Family clips is at the center. top. There it is. All right. Okay. Let's try it again. List works better for y'all. Let us know if there's still that Echo. Yeah. Well, I'm going to hold on. Let me. Okay. Let me pull mine up and go live and of course there's that 30 second in narrative of the, of the fragmentary book of giants found in the dead, dead, dead sea scrolls, scrolls. Narrated, narrated by, by Matthew, Matthew Schmitz. The fallen, the fallen angels, angels knew the, the secrets, secrets of all things. things. At, this At this time, sin was great, great on, the on the earth. The wicked, the wicked angels, angels killed many, many people and begot giants, giants with mortal, mortal women. women. The, wicked the wicked angels consumed everything that the, that the earth produced. A great yes, fish, a bird in the sky. So that's... Uh... That's not good. We can't use that video. It's they were saying it was happening yesterday too. Yesterday. Yeah. During Freedom Gardens. So I don't know what the hell it is. Go into settings again. Mm-hmm. Go to audio. Mm-hmm. Try that, reduce the microphone again. Just try it because I, I don't know. Okay. And let's give it another go. Hmm. 
It's going to be super long. It's not a short video. This it's is, like 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, if you guys are cool with it, we'll let it go. But I, I it, that's annoying to me. Open yeah, that. Try that again. It's really annoying. Play, play it again. I'll, I'll see. All the, all the fruit of the earth, all kinds, all kinds of, grain, of grain, the fruit, the fruit of, the of the trees, even beasts, beasts and reptiles they committed, they committed sin against. against. All the creeping things of the earth they observed and abused. They performed every harsh deed with harsh utterance upon male and female creations and upon. Okay. I, I don't know what it is. I, I, I don't like that. I don't like that either. Hold on. Let me try this. No, that's, you just got rid of us. I don't think so. Yeah. The speaker? Yeah, we're gone. We're not even. No, you, you got rid of us, meaning they can't hear us anymore. Can you guys hear us right now? So try it again. Okay. And I'll play it again. Humanity itself. Now we can't hear it. The 200 angels seized 200 donkeys, 200 asses, 200 sheep and rams of the flock, 200 goats, 200 beasts of the field from every animal and from every bird for experiments in breeding with humans and all types of miscegenation. From these deeds, monsters were created and flourished across the earth. The monsters sought out flesh, which would be destroyed or perverted. Monsters and giants would arise who were lacking in true knowledge because they were abominations. In the meantime, the earth grew ever more corrupt and the giants more mighty. They considered trying to persuade other angels to come upon the earth, otherwise their tyranny might ultimately perish and die. All the time they were causing great corruption in the earth. If this goal did not suffice to perpetuate them, they thought they would be finally destroyed. The fallen ones defiled all creation and begot giants and monstrous creatures and corrupted all the earth, which was defiled by bloodshedding at the hands of the giants. But this did not suffice them, and they were seeking constantly to devour and destroy many more. The monsters attacked all creation. The giant named Mawe then had a dire vision. In his dream, a great tablet upon which was inscribed several names was immersed in water. When the tablet emerged from the water, only three names remained of the generation of Adam. Mawe reported his dream to the other giants, wherein he described that men drenched the tablet in water so that it was covered. It was then lifted out, and all the inscriptions but three had vanished. The dream was then discussed among them. This vision is cause for cursing and sorrow, said the group. I said Mawe. I'm the one who will be blamed most of the whole group, of those cast down out of heaven, and I shall have to go to hear the spirits of the slain complaining about their killers, and crying out that we shall all die together, 
and be made an end of. When I am sleeping and dreaming, bread and shelter will be denied me. So, troubled with this vision, the monsters entered into the gathering of the giants. Then Oya spoke without trembling to Mawe. Who showed you all this vision, my brother? Barakel, my father, was with me as corroborator, and it seemed he experienced the same vision. But before Mawe had finished telling what he had seen in his dream, Oya said to him, Now I have heard wonders. If a barren woman gives birth, that would be an equal wonder. Thereupon Oya said to Haya, Are we to be destroyed upon this earth? When they had finished discussing the dreams, both Oya and Haya wept greatly before the assembled giants and monsters. Use your strength, the group counseled. Then Oya said to Haya, This doom is not for us, but for wicked Azazel, for he showed the most corruption to humanity. They surely will not let all their beloved creations be neglected. We are not to be cast down. You, all of you, have strength and can resist. The giants, after a moment of contemplating this, however, realized that fighting heaven is futile. The giant who is named Gilgamesh stepped forward to speak. I am a giant. And by my mighty strength in my arm, I can vanquish anyone who is mortal. I have made war with the mortals in the past, but I am not now able to stand against my opponents who reside in heaven and dwell in holy places. And not only this, but they are in fact stronger than I am. The day of the ravening wild beasts has come as has that of the wild man, as I am known. Then Oya said to him, I have been forced to have a dream. The sleep of my eyes vanquished so that I could see a vision. Now I know that on the field of battle we cannot win. Gilgamesh, take heed of these words. Oya then began to describe his vision. I saw a tree uprooted except for three of his roots. While I was, as it were, watching, some beings moved all the roots into this garden, but not the three. This dream, continued Oya, concerns the death of our souls and those of Gilgamesh and all his companions. However, Gilgamesh said to me that all the foreboings concerned only the rulers of the earth, the temporal, powerful ones, whom the leader of the good angels has cursed. The giants were glad at his words. Then Oya turned and left the assembly. After this, two other giants had visions. They were unable to sleep, and they came to their comrades and told their dreams to the assembly of monsters. They reported that, in their dream, they seemed to be observing a garden, where those who tended the garden were watering two hundred trees and large shoots came out of their roots. Suddenly, the garden erupted with blazing fire, so that the garden was destroyed and all the water evaporated. After this, they went to the other giants to tell them of their dreams. Decidedly, the giants said 
Let us seek out Enoch, the noted scribe, and he will interpret for us the dream. Thereupon, Oya declared to the giants, I do this night at another dream, and behold, the ruler of heaven came down to earth and made end of us. Such is the ending of my dream. Upon hearing this, all the monsters and giants grew afraid and called Maui the Titan. He came to meet the giants who pleaded with him and sent him to Enoch the scribe. The giants said to him, Go to Enoch so that he may speak to you and then return to let us know you have heard his voice. Oya spoke to Maui and said to him, Enoch will listen and interpret the dreams and tell us how long we giants have to live and rule on earth. Maui then mounted up in the air as if upon strong winds, using his hands like eagles' wings. He left behind the inhabited world and passed over the great desert of desolation. Enoch saw him and hailed him. Maui told Enoch of his mission and said to him that he would speak with him. Flying here and there, Enoch came a second time to Maui after he, Enoch, had warned Maui about flying too near the sun. Maui spoke to Enoch and said that the giants and all the monsters of the earth await his words. If the fall of the giants and wicked angels has been carried out by divine providence from their days of heavenly glory, can you at least assure us that the number of our days spent doing harm will be added to our lives? He wished to know the meaning of the two hundred trees that came down from heaven. The scribe, Enoch, gave Maui a copy of another tablet that bore his, Enoch's, own handwriting. The writing on the tablet said, In the name of the great and holy God, this message is sent to Semiaza and all his companions. Let it be known to you, the giants and monsters, that you will not escape judgment for all the things that you have done, and that your wives, their sons, and the wives of their sons will not escape, and that by your licentiousness on the earth there has been visited upon you a heavenly judgment. The land is crying out and complaining about you and the deeds of your children and about the harm you have done to it. Until the heavenly angel Raphael arrives, behold, Destruction is coming by a great flood, which will destroy all living things, whatever is in the deserts and the seas. The meaning of the dreams is by way of a judgment for all your evil. But if you now loosen the bonds binding you to evil and pray for forgiveness, you may yet be saved. Here Enoch recounts his own vision as described in the Book of Enoch. This is where the Dead Sea Scrolls version of the Book of Giants abruptly ends. It is speculated and stated in numerous texts and oral traditions that several giants somehow survived the Great Flood to walk among the peoples of Earth once more.
Interesting, on some of these it says channel has been deleted. <sighs> Eager to have that, I guess. What do you know? Yeah. Anyway. So. Um, we were listening. We were I don't listening. know where it's at right now, but we were listening. No, we're good. Um, couple couple things I, I thought were interesting. Mm-hmm. Some of the things in there, and I had to take notes because we, we knew we couldn't interrupt it because we can't hear it through our sound system for some reason. I think we just need to change that cable because remember that cable had gone bad last week and we changed that with that one. I think that one doesn't support the sound in and out through it. So I think we need to change that cable out. No. Okay. Anyway, um, a couple of things that were interesting. The, um, <clears throat> there's some plain truths that he talked in there. And I often wonder, what if, because we don't know the timeline, we don't know when the Bible was written, we don't know, we have an about, a whereabouts about when the first Bible was written, but we're not really sure. 6,000 years ago. Yeah. And we don't know when the book of Enoch was written. So what if, like today, and if you look at today, what if back then, okay, what if there was still the class system? I mean, we know the class system was still around back then, but what if like it was the same that it is today, that there were some, some people that considered themselves more patriotic than others or more holy than others that saw a different story? What if the book of Enoch is like a conspiracy theory, as it were, way back when, much like the Bible was when it was first written? Because it was considered to be a conspiracy theory as well. And maybe Jesus referring to it gave it validation. Yeah. Or, well, Jesus referring to Enoch, Mm -hmm. giving it validation. Mm Mm-hmm. What if this is the greatest conspiracy ever told? And, you know, we started out with revelations. We've now made it all the way through Enoch. And what I'm realizing is there's a lot of crossover between the two. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them say a lot of the same things, just a little differently. Mm -hmm. And they say it with a little bit different meaning. One's a little plainer than the other. Like different interpretation. What if the Bible was written by the elites and the book of Enoch was written by the blue bloods, i.e. the blue collared workers, i.e. the specific folk like us? What if that's why it cuts through all the bullshit? Because there's not a, one of the biggest differences, the plain English used or the plain Sumerian or whatever it was, um, Apocrypha back then, whatever it was. The point is, is it was very plain and to the point, very different from the flowery Bible. And I wonder if Enoch was just a different Bible that they used. Like, for instance, we have the King James Version. You have How many different versions of the Bible are there? There's hundreds from what I know. What if the book of Enoch was just another version? It was just written for normal people. Yeah. You know? 
I'm just saying, I, I don't know if it's true. I'm just thinking that, man, that to me, um, that's, it, it seems plausible. There's no, there's no reason that the book of Enoch was thrown out of the council of Nicaea exactly. other than it was too descriptive. It was too descriptive. Mm -hmm. So there's no other reason why the book of Enoch was thrown out of the council of Nicaea. Mm -hmm. However, it helps too much. It was destroyed, which tells me that it, it told us something. Oh yeah. It, it or it tells us something. Yeah. There's something very important in it yep. because there was something they did not want us to hear. Yep. Much like, for instance, in Matthew 23, there is a 23 717. Well, there isn't. No, there is. It was taken out of the King James Version. It tells us to fast. It also tells us to pray, mm -hmm. to fasting, heal ourselves. Fasting and prayer is the key to health. It's the key to good health. Why would they take that? Exactly. Why would they take that out of the Bible? What? Because what? of pharmacopoeia. I, that's, I haven't heard of that one. That's a good one. I like the what? pharmacopoeia. Pharmacopoeia. Yeah. yeah. Big pharma. Yeah. That the pharmacopoeia is referenced in the Bible. There you go. <laughs> and I thought pharmacopoeia as in pharmacology. as that, That's in, exactly what it refers to. Yeah. Think about well, you, holy except shit. They, except in the Bible, you just you brought us into it. Referenced as you brought us right. into it. Bring I, up Canada because in the Bible it's referenced like um, farm pharmacopia is is almost like witchcraft. Yes. Yeah. Which they would have seen that as witchcraft back mm -hmm. then because they didn't know about any of this. Okay, really quick, folks, check this out. This is this is really fucking crazy, but. Since we're on pharmacopoeia, check out what's going on in Canada right now. Yeah. No, I'm going to make in my entire career as a naturopath. If you are a consumer of natural healthcare products or you're a natural healthcare practitioner, you're going to want to hear this and it's not good. Some of you may have heard already by your associations or the natural healthcare supplement industry that Health Canada is moving forward on an initiative to stop the sale of all natural health supplements in Canada. So what does that mean? That means if you're a consumer, you will not be able to get access to your natural health care supplements. That's vitamins, minerals, nutrients, herbs. What does it mean for the natural practitioner? If you're a naturopath, functional medicine doctor, naturopathic doctor, it means your business is going to shut down for good. I did a Zoom call the other day with 3,000 other naturopaths in Canada and Sean Buckley, who is a lawyer who is going to be going after Health Canada, said basically that in two years the naturopathic industry is done. We will all be out of business. I have to say that I'm not surprised. In the last three years I've been very vocal about what's been going on in the world and I knew that the Rockefeller School of Medicine, the New World Order and everything that's been going on, the push for pharmaceutical medications, it was just a matter of time before they destroyed the nat- Wow. Yeah. So. So, like, that's what's going on in Canada. But, and it's not a surprise because they started, they started killing naturopaths and homeopathic doctors in 2018, 2019, right before they rolled out um, yeah. COVID. I got you. But, my okay. So, listen, folks. All right. My point is this. 
We were talking about this before. The Book of Enoch, for some reason, was destroyed by the Council of Nicaea. The only reason you destroy something like that to that extent is to ensure that nobody ever sees it again. Thank God there was another copy somewhere or somebody else had another copy of it because it still exists. Mm -hmm. But the Council of Nicaea destroyed it. Much like what they're doing to homeopath. Why don't, why don't they want you to go to homeopathic doctors? Cause it's going to make you healthy. Mm -hmm. Cause it's going to get you better. And you're not going to be spending money on big pharma. It's the same thing. It's no different. They're destroying it for a reason that God said, Hey, look, you guys should really do this. And now mankind say, no, we know better than you. When last time we did that, he flooded the planet. This time it won't be a water though. It'll be fire. A little bit different flood. Yeah. Oh yeah. Fire, fire. And we heard that in Enoch three and they were saying it already happened. It has not happened. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. It's coming soon. But Sparky, my temperatures are still going up. Yeah. No kidding. Sparky, I'm, I'm glad you brought up what you, you brought up before about uh, the Sumerians and uh, the Anunnaki and because there's there's a whole nother version of Enoch to a degree. Hmm. Check this one out. Are we, hold this on. Are we gonna, we're not going to be able to hear it. To be yeah. Yeah. Let because me make it sure I got the our control of the powers that be on the masses. What if I told you that there is a creation story, the origin of mankind, that predates the Abrahamic religions? Not by a few thousand years, but tens of thousands of years. And the Bible, New Testament and Old Testament, as well as Quran, contain this creation story in their own unique way. But the creation story that I am about to share with you breaks the existing paradigm. That is why you are not supposed to know it. Adam, as we know him to be, was not the first human. To understand that, we have to go into the depths of the history of human civilization and find out where it all began. In the book, The Twelfth Planet, by Zechariah Sitchin, a story is told that is paradigm-shattering to say the least. There is a twelfth planet according to Sitchin, that is called Nibiru. It is orbiting a brown dwarf star. This is now accepted by science to be a fact. That there is a brown dwarf currently in orbit to our sun. And this star is being orbited by the twelfth planet, Nibiru, as Sitchin puts it. Well, what does it have to do with us? For that, we have to dive deep into one of the oldest, if not the oldest creation stories found on Earth. The Sumerian Tablets. I would not have given the Sumerian Tablets much weight, but there are some scientific facts now admitted by science that give great credibility to the creation story told in the Sumerian Tablets. You might have heard the word Anunnaki before. It is a word used in Sumerian Tablets to describe aliens, to put it simply. It means, people from heavens, or those who came from above, or the gods from heavens. The translations differ in structure and wording, but do not differ in meaning or what they imply. Anunnaki's are beings, who came to earth from heavens. And in the old days, heavens was just a word used for space. Now, Sitchin talks about these beings extensively in the book The Twelfth Planet. And I will talk about them in a separate video in depth. But here the focus is on this ancient creation story of the Sumerian tablets, in which these Anunnakis have played the role of gods. I have used the word gods with lowercase g. Because these beings have been mistaken by many to be the gods of planet Earth. They are not. These beings came down on Earth for a purpose. That purpose is speculated by many in different ways. 
but it is clear from the Sumerian tablets that they were here to mine some materials. And it was a labor of extreme intensity. And was taking them very long time. But the brunt of it was taken by the working class of these Anunnaki beings called Ajiji. Yup, working class. Funny how this concept is still being played out on planet Earth to this day. Anyways, the Ajiji had been going hard at labor for long time, and finally had enough. They rebelled against the ruling class, the pantheon of the Anunnaki so-called gods, and demanded to be assisted in one way or another. This is where the creation story of mankind as we know it begins. The head of this Anunnaki pantheon is King Anu, the supreme leader of these beings. And he has two sons, Enlil and Enki, who were present on planet Earth. While Anu ruled from heavens. His sons Enlil and Enki decided to play with the existing humanoids of planet Earth with genetic modifications to create the Homo sapiens. Yes, existing humanoids. They didn't create us. That is why they are not our creators. They masqueraded as gods, but are beings of flesh and blood. But their godliness is still being upheld to this day. I would not have paid much attention to this story, but the science now proves that our DNA has mutated or evolved unnaturally. As there is a huge evolutionary gap between the Homo erectus and Homo sapiens. Here is an excerpt from the book The Twelfth Planet by Zechariah Sitchin for you to understand this abnormal evolutionary leap. The real puzzle, however, is not the backwardness of the Bushmen, but our advancement, for it is now recognized that in the normal course of evolution, man should still be typified by the Bushmen and not by us. It took man some two million years to advance in his tool industries from the use of stones, as he found them to the realization that he could chip and shape stones to better suit his purposes. Why not another two million years to learn the use of other materials, and another ten million years to master mathematics and engineering and astronomy? Yet here we are, less than 50,000 years from Neanderthal man, landing astronauts on the moon. The obvious question, then, is this. Did we and our Mediterranean ancestors really acquire this advanced civilization on our own? To put it simply, evolution cannot answer the almost out-of-nowhere appearance of the Homo sapiens that is thus so-called modern man. It would have taken us millions of years to have evolved from Homo erectus to Homo sapiens by the painfully slow path of evolution. Look it up. It is supported by modern science. And still a mystery to modern scientists as to how Homo sapiens showed up out of nowhere about 200,000 years ago. Almost out of thin air. As if someone created them in a lab. This is where it gets interesting, the Sumerian tablets also give accounts of this creation story to have happened some 200,000 years ago. And the records also refer to the Anunnaki beings arriving on Earth somewhere 450,000 years ago. Coincidence? I don't think so. This is the only story that explains the missing link between our so-called and flawed evolution theory. We didn't evolve. We got genetically tampered with in the Garden of Eden, that is the laboratory or controlled zone of ancient times. Yup, the Garden of Eden in Bible is derived from the Sumerian tablets Eden, predating it thousands of years. The Garden of Eden was a zone where they did genetic modifications to the existing humanoids to create an intelligent race who would do their mining for them. Thus, Adamu was created. By mixing the essence of the Anunnaki's with the existing humanoids to create Homo sapiens. This essence could just be their genetic material. Which explains why we have so much so-called junk DNA. Which is not junk, but deactivated DNA. And our chromosome too has been spliced and fused. That is not a natural phenomenon. Thus, these DNA anomalies in mankind give tremendous credibility to the creation story of the Sumerian tablets. 
And funny how the Garden of Eden produced the first thinking man, Adamu. Eerily similar to name Adam, from the mainstream scriptures of the modern world. As I started this video, I told you that you are not supposed to know this. Why? Because it makes you question the existing systems and religions of this world. Hence, breaking the control system from the majority of mankind. It shows us that we are not alone. The world government knows it well. Don't be fooled by their words. They know it. The mainstream scientists also know it full well. But they always deny it. So that you would not know. If you can rob mankind of their true origin, you can make them into whatever you want. There is too much information about these beings that I know of that will shatter the reality as you know of it. And it might seriously question your religious beliefs, so much so that you might lash out on me. So, I will slowly uncover all that. But if you read the mainstream scriptures in light of the Sumerian tablets which predates them for thousands of years, you will see the mainstream scriptures falling short to say the least. It is not my intention to upset anyone. My intention is to reveal those things that you are not supposed to know for some reason. And then you can base your own judgment upon what you find. Except for the Abrahamic religions, all indigenous and ancient people believed to have a link with the stars. They all have stories of brethren from the heavens. Yet, the mainstream media and scientists are almost hell-bent to deny that. Because they want to control your perception and suppress your consciousness. So that you do not realize that your own I amness is your salvation and your savior. Take what is said in this video as skeptically as you will, but do your research on it. And I have faith, you will come to the same conclusion. The reason I am not giving a lot of in-depth information is because I have to cover a few general topics about these beings to set you up for something. The powers that be are about to do something that might risk the future of mankind. Just to hint at it, you will begin to see UFO-related stuff a lot in the mainstream media. Because they are preparing us for a new type of control game. Because when mainstream media takes a narrative, know that they are about to build the masses up for something. And it is usually via fear-mongering. The goal is to suppress consciousness. Because free-thinking man is out of control, which is unacceptable for the system. Rising in consciousness is the only solution to break free from the system. Because you can see their game and choose not to play. Wow. Very eerily similar to the story that I told you all from Paolo Biglino. Yeah. About the original translation of, of the Bible. The Bible. Correct. That we were created from humanoids that were already here. Hmm. More stories that point to different and 13 coalitions. creation centers. Yeah. Weird. Right? So I would say that the truth is somewhere in the middle. We'll, we'll give him a shout out. Biden sucks stuff. Pretty badass. Z-Boy turning seven tomorrow. Excellent. She, getting old, Einwood. Mm. Getting old. Mm-hmm. Man. Oh, so yeah, but that is, um, I think we should maybe dig a little bit into the Anunnaki here next because it's uh. It's all the same. It's just a different interpretation. It's like Enoch versus the Bible. It's the same story. It's just a different interpretation. It's like Revelations three times over. It's the same story told three, literally three times. It's kind of like, how did we only get to like three major religions in the world? Yeah. What if there are a lot more of those? What if there's like an Anunnaki religion? What if there's like a whole bunch of other religions we just don't know about? It's not our fault. 
It's just we don't know about them. Nobody talks about them. I, you got to wonder because there's, you know, my buddy and I, uh, my best friend, he and I are both came probably from about the same families, crazy and as any normal family, but hmm. we were stark Catholics and it meant a lot to us to be Catholic. And as of late, as things have progressed, um, he noticed like I didn't go to church and he kind of asked me, he's just like, why, why don't you go to church? You know, that's like our biggest thing. It's one of the things we have to do. It's one of the tenets of the religion. I said, yeah. I said, but like right now, kind of odds with our fucking religion. I mean, how can you believe in something that promotes child sex trafficking? Yeah. And I've got enough proof to know that the Vatican's involved in this as well. It's not outside the Vatican. Um, it's inside the Vatican. That's the head of our church. How do you how do you believe in that religion? If you if you believe like I do so strongly about it, which I do, because I don't believe any child should ever have to go through that. They're not even young enough to know what's right from wrong yet. There's no reason any child should be even introduced to that. Mm -hmm. And I do feel very strongly about it. How can I promote something or go to something that says they completely feel the differently than I do that they believe this woke shit. They believe this transgender occult shit that is going on right now in front of us. They believe all of that. And I'm supposed to believe it too. No, 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 no. See, I guess I have a, I guess I have two no buttons. I've got one that is the no button that I carry. And there's another no button between brain and heart. That says, okay, well, you're supposed to be forget. Nope. My no button turns that part off. Nope. Nope. I, I don't believe that at all. Fuck that. Nope. I'm not playing that game. So no, until you come out and you tell us about child sex trafficking and what's going on in the Catholic church and what the Catholic church is doing to protect our kids and our families from this shit or fuck you. I'll go find another religion. I will find another way, to, even if I don't find a religion, maybe I just believe on my own, like people way back in the day used to do that. You know what? Dad would sit around at night and read scripture to the kids, teaching them about God. And they believe their way and they did it their way. Maybe that's what we do. Cause you know what? I think organized religion is becoming more and more a part of this woke shit that we all don't like. Nobody likes. Mm -hmm. And the more and more, and I, I just heard a, a Muslim imam the other day, and I, I couldn't believe I heard this. So uh, apparently in the in Mecca and around Mecca, there is an imam where Muslims hate queers. They really do. Yep. They fucking kill them Thermal all over problems. the place. Yep. Get this. There is an imam and a group of believers. When I say believers, they believe in Muhammad. They believe in Allah. They believe in their God. I don't, I don't care about that, mm -hmm. but they too now have a group that are wearing rainbow colored garb. What? In Mecca. 
New bear. Yeah, that's a that's a bad thing. Normally they throw you off the roof of a building, but apparently this woke shit's got to them too. And there's a bunch of imams within the, the Muslim community that are up in arms about this, that are saying, where is this coming from? And I got to say, if it's happening there, it's probably going on in the Jewish religion. Oh, yeah. It's probably going on in the Buddhist religion. Mm -hmm. Why is this woke transgender bullshit being pushed as hard as it is in the paint against organized religions, especially Mecca, Mecca. Normally all the women in Mecca were black period. All the guys were white. When they walk around the stone, that's what they're all wearing. And the woman, the women, you don't even see them. Their hands are closed. They have gloves on. You don't see any part of the woman, but that's for the true believers. On the uh, on the on the Hodge. I, I just don't know, folks. I, I I know a lot about the Muslim religion. I've seen it practiced. I, I know it's actually a very peaceful religion, fraught with controversy, just like the Catholic religion, just like any other religion out there. Scientology, you name it. There are fucking they're all fraught with conspiracy and crazy shit. Mm-hmm. But they believe in one God, not 30 gods, not 27 different ones or 32 these and 14 subprime gods and 12 over here. Not like the Greeks and the Romans used to. Oh, I thought you were talking about genders for a minute. But they believe in one God. They have Allah. We have God. God and Allah same are thing. probably the same guy. Same, same dude, different name. They have their version of Jesus. We have our version of Jesus. Again, same dude, different name. No, because actually the Muslims do speak they of do Jesus, as, Jesus a prophet, as a prophet. And they actually describe his time in the trials that he's put through. And they do recall mm -hmm. them crucifying him on a hill that is now known. That's how we've narrowed it down to the hill because they know exactly where the hill was in Muslim. But I in think the Muslim I might, I might piss some people. Scrolls. We'll blow some people's minds with this one. But I think Jesus has come back many times. Um, since his first incarnation as Jesus, as we know him, um, to bring each religion into his fold. Whatever. Look, it does it matter. No, not really. The point is they believe in one God. That's that works for me because they know that there's somebody else up there above us that somebody else is pulling the strings here. There's no way that this can be all done in our behest. You just heard it right there. Look at the Anunnaki idea. I, I mean, that kind of blows my mind. That is a good point. There's all of a sudden a, a cemetery gap that all of a sudden jumps mm -hmm. and nobody can tell us where it came from because supposedly if you like know, COVID. if you know the evolution theory, if you understand evolution, then one day we were walking around, we were weird reptilian lizard like monkey fish people. And then all of a sudden we were standing upright and we were monkey people. When, when did that shift happen? And then according to that portion, if you go the other route, bang, we were there. And then the other route is what? Uh, there was evolution. There's the big bang theory and there's um, creationism. creationism. 
tell me what religion has not had their prophet return as yet? The Israelis. That's it, right? Yeah. The Jews, they're the only ones. Save Israel for last? Yep. Because remember, the resurrection of Israel, the state of Israel becomes, remember, it already kind of started. Because Save Israel for last? Trump pushed our, um, where did he put our uh, embassy? In Jerusalem, right? So now our embassy's in Jerusalem. So yeah, the recreation of the state of Israel could be that's uh, number six. Well, we're getting there. Um, and we'll get to that in a second. And the doomsday timeline of revelations. It, it, That's the sixth seal. Yeah, we're, we're almost we're almost there, actually. I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, did I download that one? I think I did. I hope you did. Um, well, here. Here's, um, here's, here's another one. I know I saved it, but let's see if I downloaded it. This is also happening. This is one of the many signs. Millions in Syria and Iraq are facing water shortages as the region's longest river, the Euphrates, dries up. For thousands of years, the mighty Euphrates River has been pivotal in shaping human civilization, bearing witness to countless tales and sustaining civilizations long gone. Over the past 6,000 years, this vital waterway has been the lifeblood of Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia, fostering unparalleled growth and fertility. However, a disturbing transformation is underway. Recent reports suggest that the Euphrates River is finally drying up and something terrifying is happening. Last year, the field I planted was burned to the ground. This year, there was a drought. I lost two seasons. As the once majestic Euphrates River steadily diminishes, its changing dynamics raise significant questions and worries about the potential consequences for humanity. What does this mean for the surrounding countries? Are there feasible solutions to restore the Euphrates River to its former glory? Join us as we delve into the troubling developments surrounding the Euphrates River and explore the startling details that lie ahead. Spanning an impressive 1,740 miles, the Euphrates River holds a profound place in history as the longest river in Asia. Originating in Turkey, the river courses through Turkey, Syria, and Iraq before merging with the Persian Gulf. The Euphrates River played a central role in the rise of ancient civilizations, notably the Mesopotamian Empire. The empire flourished within the fertile lands between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, known as the Fertile Crescent. Today, that region is modern-day Iraq. Throughout history, human settlements have emerged along the banks of the Euphrates, leading to alterations in its natural course. Among the earliest to leverage the river for unprecedented power and prosperity was the ancient city of Babylon. This significant example of controlling the Euphrates River set the stage for subsequent intense competition and exploitation of its valuable resources. The Euphrates River was a vast water highway, bestowing life upon numerous countries along its bank. Its primary source lies in the eastern Turkish highlands, where snow accumulates during the winter. The snow begins to melt in late spring and early summer. This leads to an overflow of water that originates from the mountains and traverses great distances to reach these nations. As the river swells with the melting snow, 
it generously floods its banks, initiating a magnificent wave of life that sustains the surrounding communities. We are completely deprived of drinking water. The women have to walk seven kilometers just to get a bucket of water. This annual occurrence has become ingrained in those inhabiting Iraq and surrounding countries who have lived near the river's shores for thousands of years. They have grown to rely on this natural phenomenon, understanding that the flood is a precious gift from nature. The river serves as a lifeline, nurturing their crops and aiding the flourishing of their communities. Throughout history, this river has given life to civilizations, bearing witness to their emergence and eventual decline. Today, echoes of these ancient societies remain scattered across the area like pieces of a puzzle, offering valuable insights into the lives of those who inhabited the region in times long past. In ancient times, Iraq was the sole nation within the Euphrates Basin with substantial water demands. The people of Iraq understood the immense value of the Euphrates, recognizing that its waters held the key to power, prosperity, and dominance in the region. However, Following Turkey's War of Independence, the Treaty of Lausanne in 1923 dictated that the waters of the Euphrates River be shared among the countries it traversed. Each nation constructed dams to regulate the river's flow, ensuring equitable distribution of this vital resource and preventing any region from monopolizing it. In 1946, Turkey and Iraq agreed to allocate a specific amount of water from the Euphrates to their region. Despite this accord, tensions regarding water usage persisted and escalated over the years as different parties sought to increase their water allocations, leading to ongoing disputes and crises. As time passed, the river's flow dramatically decreased, resulting in Iraq's water allocation dropping from 15.3 cubic kilometers in 1973 to 9.4 cubic kilometers in 1975. These developments raised serious concerns, and at one point, Iraq even threatened to bomb Syria's Tabqa Dam. Thankfully, Saudi Arabia and the Soviet Union's intervention helped the two nations resolve the escalating situation. The U.S.-led coalition is carrying airstrikes on Daesh, and the civilians are leaving seeking safety. Despite efforts at resolution, the challenges surrounding the management of the Euphrates River continued to increase. The relentless quest for water, without regard for natural replenishment and conservation, finally led to the river's current state, where only remnants of its once mighty flow are evident. As the Euphrates River's flow further lessened, it became clear that the issue had far-reaching consequences for the people along the river's banks. The decreasing water flow created major concerns about water supply for fundamental activities such as agriculture, domestic consumption, and other necessities. Millions of livelihoods in Turkey, Syria, Iraq, and Saudi Arabia were now endangered. The contest to control the river intensified, with different countries competing for a larger share of its resources. Unfortunately, in this unbridled competition and exploitation, the importance of preserving this natural treasure was neglected. Once an impressive and powerful water body, visible even from space, the Euphrates River has dwindled to a mere shadow of its former majesty. The repercussions of excessive water consumption have led to this distressing state of affairs. 
Concerned scientists and researchers have raised their voices over the situation. The dramatic river flow reduction has severely impacted the ecosystems and biodiversity that relied on its waters. The consequences ripple beyond the river's immediate vicinity, affecting the entire region's environment and ecology. As water scarcity intensifies, the human population faces an uncertain future. Talking about water, a new UN report has revealed the scale of water scarcity across the world on this World Water Day. The looming threat of severe water shortages and their associated repercussions poses a significant danger to communities and even entire nations. Unless viable alternatives to the Euphrates River are identified, the risks of population displacement, food crises, and social unrest loom large. Iraq's internal crises played a significant role in the tragic condition of the Euphrates River. Here lies the great port of Basra, at the crossroads of the world's trade. Long ago, the river flowing through Basra adorned a vast and enchanting landscape, dividing into countless smaller channels and giving birth to a magnificent expanse known as the marshes. These marshes were not ordinary swamplands, they teemed with vibrant life and were home to a unique group of people known as the Marsh Arabs. These people had built their homes and livelihoods in harmony with the marshes. However, in the difficult and conflict-ridden era of the 1990s, the ruling powers under Saddam Hussein's leadership made a fateful decision. They chose to drain the marshes, intending to suppress the rebellious spirit of the Marsh Arabs. The once glorious marshes faced devastation as the life-giving waters were diverted, transforming the land into a desolate and arid terrain. It appeared the marshes had been lost forever, fading into distant memory. However, a remarkable event unfolded with the invasion of Iraq in 2003 and turned the tide. The new administration that emerged recognized the immense value and significance of the marshes, not only as a precious ecosystem, but also as a cultural heritage. Determined to right past wrongs, they decided to reverse the draining policy and embark on an ambitious mission to restore the marshes to their former magnificence. However, achieving this restoration will come with challenges, as the river that sustains the marshes has experienced a significant decrease in water levels. Due to the decreased water levels, only boats with extremely shallow bottoms can travel along the Euphrates. These remarkable boats can navigate waters as shallow as a small puddle, enabling them to explore the river's pathways. However, their journey faces limitations as they can only reach as far as the city of Hit in Iraq. Hit is a barrier due to its mere 53 meters above sea level, preventing these unique boats from passing. Moreover, Reaching the marshes involves a challenging upstream journey of an astonishing 1,930 kilometers from Hit. And, and, it, and it's, it's a desert. It's, it's dead. Despite the long and demanding voyage, the potential restoration of the marshes makes it genuinely worthwhile. Reviving this exceptional ecosystem holds much significance for the environment and the marsh Arab communities, whose lives and livelihoods depend on it. The boats designed to navigate the river's shallow waters are exceptional, gliding effortlessly through the water, leaving barely a ripple in their wake. For generations, these boats have been the lifeline of the Marsh Arab communities, allowing them to navigate the intricate and interconnected channels of the marshes.
The marsh's channels resemble a labyrinth, delicately intertwined to support the region's rich biodiversity. Teeming with life, these waterways have fostered a unique harmony, with the marsh Arab communities adapting to their natural rhythms. Throughout centuries, the marsh Arab communities have constructed their homes on small islands or artificial platforms called mudhifs, designed to withstand water-level fluctuations. The restoration efforts face various obstacles, with one of the most pressing being the need to overcome barriers that obstruct the water's path to the marshes. Dams constructed along the Euphrates River have caused water levels to drop, impeding the flow to the marshlands. Experts and scientists have proposed several strategies, including constructing new water gates and removing certain dams. Implementing these measures is crucial to reviving the life-giving waters and allowing the marshes to thrive again. Apart from the physical hurdles, the restoration of the marshes needs support and cooperation from local communities and government authorities. The involvement of the marsh Arab communities holds immense significance, as they possess valuable traditional knowledge and practices that can contribute greatly to the restoration efforts. Their way of life and cultural practices have a deep connection with the marshes, and preserving this connection is critical for the long-term success of the restoration project. Speaking of deep roots, did you know that the Euphrates River has a vital place in biblical narratives and prophecies? In the ancient book of Genesis, which recounts the story of the world's creation, the Euphrates River is described as one of the four rivers flowing from the legendary Garden of Eden. This river was a boundary marking the land promised to Abraham and his descendants. Its presence in biblical lore adds to its historical and symbolic significance. Let's move forward to the book of Jeremiah, where the narrative becomes even more intriguing. Jeremiah, a Jewish prophet in Bible times, prophesied about the Euphrates River. He predicted that the Jewish people's idol worship would cause the waterways of Babylon, particularly the great Euphrates, to dry up. Amazingly, we've recently seen a drop in water levels in the Euphrates and Tigris rivers, leading us to wonder if this ancient prophecy is coming true. But the prophecies do not end there. In the book of Revelation, the Euphrates River is mentioned again. A prophecy regarding the Euphrates River drying up was also foretold in Revelations chapter 16. According to this prophecy, an angel would spill his bowl on the great river, causing its waters to dry up, paving the way for the coming of the kings from the east. That's not all. The prophecy also stated that when the bowl is spilled, the water from the river is swiftly swept away, resulting in its complete drying up. In ancient times, this may have been likened to a cup, while it could be associated with dams in our modern era. The dams we have constructed now function like a cup, collecting and diverting water, ultimately leading to the drying up of the riverbed, leaving nothing but land underneath. Furthermore, the book of Revelation, specifically chapter 9, verse 14, speaks of the sixth angel with the trumpet releasing four angels bound at the great river Euphrates. The prophecy indicates that these angels will be free from beneath the riverbed once the river dries up. Presently, the conditions align in a way that might facilitate the fulfillment of this prophecy. 
The book also predicts that a vast army from the east will cross the river, marking a critical moment that signifies the ultimate battle between good and evil. This gathering of world rulers in a region known as Armageddon holds immense importance. The Euphrates River is also present in Islamic beliefs and teachings concerning the future. The river is mentioned numerous times in Islamic writings, including the Quran and Prophet Muhammad's teachings. And expose its treasures of gold? Nobody could just a few years ago. But there are numerous hadith and ayat in the Quran. It is thought to be linked to paradise, as four rivers flow from its source. What's captivating is that Islamic prophecies depict the Euphrates River as the site of significant battles, particularly a monumental conflict known as the Battle of Darby or Armageddon. This war is considered a sign of the end times, as foretold by the Prophet Muhammad. The prophecies foretell that this region will be the site of great events and decisive conflicts. What adds to the excitement is that the fulfillment of these prophecies is claimed to herald the approach of the Mahdi a highly regarded messianic person destined to bring justice and righteousness to the world. The Euphrates River is inextricably linked to the unfolding of these historical events in Islamic history. Interestingly, Islamic teachings also speak of a hidden mountain crafted from pure gold concealed within the depths of the Euphrates River. It is believed that one day this mountain will be unveiled, serving as a clear indication that the end times are approaching. However, the Prophet Muhammad warned that when this mountain of gold is exposed, humanity will be overtaken by greed and materialism. And as a result, a mountain of gold will be revealed. Rasulullah mentioned gold literally. His prophecy stated that among every hundred individuals, only one would possess the strength to withstand the calamities this immense temptation would bring. This prophecy is corroborated by its inclusion in Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim esteemed collections that contain the sayings of the Prophet Muhammad. The connection with ancient prophecies infuses a sense of significance and mystery into the ongoing changes in the river. It raises intriguing questions about whether these events result from natural consequences of human actions or are part of a greater cosmic plan. The prophecies surrounding the Euphrates River have captivated the imaginations of believers and scholars throughout history. They provide insight into the river's deep links with numerous civilizations' beliefs and traditions. The Euphrates continues to occupy a special position in the collective psyche of humanity, whether regarded as a sacred river linked to the Garden of Eden or as a site of eschatological significance. As the river's waters recede, Revealing the secrets beneath its surface, the ancient prophecies reverberate through time. Whether viewed as mere coincidence or meaningful signs, the mysteries of the Euphrates River continue to inspire awe and wonder, prompting us to ponder the unfolding of history and the profound ways in which rivers can shape the destiny of civilizations. What are these mysteries and secrets? The receding waters of the Euphrates have unveiled a treasure trove of historical artifacts and long-forgotten secrets. The archaeological discoveries, enigmatic symbols, and relics from a forgotten era have sent excitement across the scientific community, igniting curiosity about the river's concealed past. Exploring the ancient bed of the Euphrates River 
goes beyond unveiling the region's history. It also offers essential glimpses into the lives of the people who once thrived in this ancient land. As archaeologists diligently work to unearth these precious treasures and implement measures to preserve them, they recognize the invaluable knowledge and insights these ancient artifacts hold. Preservation endeavors extend beyond merely safeguarding the past. They encompass the protection of our cultural heritage and pursuing a profound understanding of our origins. Proactively protecting these priceless relics of history enables the ongoing exploration of the enigmas that weave our shared human narrative. The excavations along the Euphrates River have uncovered ancient cities, temples, and burial sites that offer invaluable insights into the lives and traditions of the people who once lived in these lands. Gilgamesh stands out as a legendary Sumerian king among the many fascinating characters from this ancient world. His epic quests and extraordinary feats have been handed down through generations, becoming the stuff of enduring legends. Gilgamesh's reign was a momentous era in the ancient world, witnessing the flourishing of civilization amid the fertile plains and rivers of Mesopotamia. The Hastek Castle, which has been submerged in water since 1974 when the Cabin Dam held water, revealed captivating stone carvings that offered valuable insights into the beliefs and culture of the people who once worshipped there. As dedicated excavators and archaeologists ventured into these ancient cities, they unveiled colossal buildings, palaces, and temples, each with a unique story. Despite being submerged for over 40 years, the preservation of some walls was genuinely remarkable, further adding to the intrigue of these extraordinary sites. The discoveries in the ancient city submerged by the Euphrates Dam Lake in Syria provided evidence of an ancient earthquake that contributed to the city's destruction and eventual submersion. In 2022, another extraordinary occurrence unfolded when a drought allowed researchers to explore an ancient city that had endured an ancient earthquake. The excavation of this long-forgotten metropolis unveiled a magnificent palace adorned with gigantic walls and remnants of wall paintings. Through these excavations and discoveries, we gained valuable insights into the lives, beliefs, and achievements of the ancient civilizations that once flourished along the Euphrates River, leaving us in awe of the profound history concealed beneath its waters. The current state of the Euphrates River is truly alarming. Once a mighty waterway that sustained life and fertility in the region, it has now diminished to mere traces of its former grandeur. The drought has ravaged crops, caused the disappearance of trees, and access to drinking water has become a daunting challenge for the nine million Syrians residing alongside the river. The situation has deteriorated to the point where individuals who rely on the Euphrates are feared to be in danger. Finding a reliable substitute for the river's water has become a top concern, and failing to do so might have catastrophic effects on the entire community. As the Euphrates River continues to dry up, Scientists and experts diligently seek solutions to mitigate the impact and ensure the survival of the communities relying on its resources. While opening dams might provide some relief, it cannot entirely reverse the damage already inflicted. Before, the water level and the reeds were much higher. 
a good two meters higher. Now everything is dry. My buffalo have nothing left to eat. I have to go and buy. Many people think about different prophecies and indications that may be coming true in these uncertain times. The biblical and Quranic signs and several other occurrences occurring worldwide have made some think that the end times are near. The Euphrates River situation provokes deep reflection on our relationship with the environment and the potential consequences of our activities. As we experience these changes, we must reflect on our responsibility as Earth's stewards and strive for a more sustainable future. Thank you for watching another episode of Voyager. While you are still here, click on the video on your screen for more quality content like this one. Yeah. <laughs> so the Euphrates River is drying up, y'all. And um that is a major waterway. Major sign of the huge, end times. Huge, huge waterway in the Middle East. Giant. Giant. And uh yeah. There's there supposedly angels trapped underneath there. Correct. Correct. So, At least two of them that we're aware of. Four. Possibly four. Yeah, they're, well. Four. Could, mm. That's what the Bible says. All right. There was a symbol that played during that video that I don't think that you guys caught. Because I know I didn't catch it the first time I watched it. Not until I saw this. And I was like, oh, shit. Check this out. ...holds a significant symbol that warns us about the approaching end? According to the Bible, during the final days, the mighty Euphrates River will dry up and serve as a sign. While it may not be completely dry at the moment, observing the river's condition before and after reveals something intriguing. Check this out. Have you ever wondered what this symbol represents? It is known as the Omega or the End. Despite its significance, numerous individuals are unwilling to accept this truth, but... The end. Yom. It is the end. The Omega or the Om. Yeah. Yeah. So... It is an Om. It's right there. God's telling us. Because, I mean, the Euphrates has changed course many, 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 many times since the Bible was written. Yes. Just a little bit here and there. Are, are, you, the are, are you kidding me right now? No. You? Seriously? <laughs> Seriously? Has he lost his fucking mind? I, I guess so. Wow. James, we're Dude. on the air. Wow. Okay. Anyway. Recording. 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 I do have silence on, which is weird. Why did that? Oh, he went FaceTime. He, didn't... he did. He went FaceTime through yeah. and it went through the computer. Yeah, it did do that. Mm -hmm. Motherfucker. Yep. Yeah, motherfucker. I did the same thing to him the other day, though. Did you really? Yeah, but I don't think, uh, I mean, it didn't go through his computer when it happened, so. Yeah, motherfucker. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Griff. Well, you think that's it? Hold on. Do me a favor. Would you, can you please switch the audio back real quick? Okay. I'm telling you it's that cable because when. Because it starts it, out fine. It starts out fine and then it stops. Yeah.
I'm telling you, it's the cable because they get an echo when this happens, when we do this through the videos. All right. Well, simple move. Hold on. Give me one second. Okay. Can you hear us now? Can you hear us? Where is that plug in? Can you hear us? Looks like it goes into this computer. Where is that plug in? Okay. No, they can hear us. So they can hear us. So we're good. We're good. Okay. Well, let's see if it works now. I just switched the cable. Should I put it back on the cable? No. no. Try it this way first, and then we'll. If there's an echo, we'll know because I'm gonna. Now it this. only gives us the option for cable, not for. Okay, is that not plugged in? Okay, give me one second. I think you just plugged in a cable to nowhere. Pico says, makes you wonder if there were civilizations under the river, what was the real size of the river? Or is that one not turned on? No, it's this way. Okay. Here. Okay. Yeah, because remember we had changed the cable the other day? I gotta change it up back here. Where does this one go? To back here. Alright, so plug this one in. Okay. Let's see if that works. Let's see. Let's see if that works. And see, it changed it back to the fucking MacBook Pro. You did that to me like three times yesterday while I was recording. It just switched it back over the Zoom P or to the it's MacBook Pro. Fucking weird. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? You stupid piece of shit. All right. Let's try it this way. Okay. Let's see what happens. Let's see if we let us know if we hear if you guys get an echo. Yeah, we're okay. going to listen too. but. All right. So. Go for it. The Euphrates drying up is one sign. What was that other sign that you talked about in Israel? The oh. Creation of Israel, the state? No, no, no. Building the third temple. Yes. Yeah, here it comes. Not good. The world, the world waits, waits with bated breath, breath as the as mysterious rapture sign becomes, becomes clear. An awesome ceremony for the third temple takes place, paving, paving the way for a potentially earth-shaking revelation that could change the course of human history forever. A ceremony commemorating the completion or dedication of the third temple was just held, and the new story focused on this fact. There's an echo. Okay, hold on. Go back to that setting, drop it down to the P8. Well, drop it down to the cable. Yeah. Okay. See if that works. Yeah. See if we can still hear it. The rapture sign at right. the center of the no. ritual is something that has special meaning in the eyes of those who hold certain religious or eschatological views. The Hebrew prophets predicted that the exiles of Israel would one day return and that the temple would be rebuilt in the end times. Ezekiel, Isaiah, and Amos are just a few of the many prophets in the Hebrew Bible who predicted the return of the Jewish people to the land of promise and the rebuilding of the temple. Many believers have come to rely on these prophecies as essential tenets of their end times theology. 
The nations will acknowledge God's sanctity when the temple is permanently located among the Israelites, as stated in Ezekiel. The creation of the current state of Israel in 1948 gave new meaning to these predictions. The third temple is important because it will serve as the abode of God's heavenly presence on earth. Many Jewish and Messianic believers consider the third temple to be the physical location of God's divine presence, which has immense theological significance. The temple is more than just a building. It's also a spiritual hub where people can commune with the divine. According to Ezekiel, the Holy of Holies left the second temple during the prophet's lifetime, but it will return at some point in the future. Preparations for the third temple continue apace as the Jewish people return to the Holy Land in fulfillment of prophecy. A large number of Jews from all over the world are moving back to Israel, which is seen by believers in end-time prophecy as a fulfillment of biblical prophecies. Many of these predictions center on the foundation of the current state of Israel in 1948. The Temple Institute and the Temple Mount Faithful Movement are just two of the Jewish groups that have been working hard to get ready for the rebuilding of the Third Temple by doing things like breeding a red heifer and making ceremonial clothes and vessels. Preparations for the reconstruction are underway, with the help of the Temple Institute and the Temple Mount Faithful Movement. Two of the largest Jewish groups working toward their shared goal of constructing a third temple atop Jerusalem's Temple Mount are the Temple Institute and the Temple Mount Faithful Movement. They played a major role in recreating the temple's holy vessels, preparing priests for their roles, and fighting for Jews' access to the Temple Mount. The political and theological sensitivity of the site which is currently home to the Dome of the Rock and Al-Aqsa Mosque, has presented formidable obstacles to these endeavors. In order to make the required sacrifices and welcome the Divine Presence, the Third Temple is essential. The importance of the Third Temple stems from the fact that it will serve as a temple for sacrifices. Some mitzvot, or commandments, can only be performed inside the temple grounds according to Jewish law. The ancient Jewish religion relied heavily on contributions and sacrifices of many kinds. It is believed that the restoration of the Third Temple is an essential step toward re-establishing these rituals and re-establishing a closer relationship with God. Before the return of the actual Messiah, the anti-Messiah, according to prophecies from both Daniel and the New Testament, will desecrate the Third Temple. The anti-Messiah, Jewish and Christian eschatology, who is expected to oppose the real Messiah and taint the Third Temple before its destruction. His acts, including proclaiming himself to be God in the temple and upsetting the sacrificial system, are described in the book of Daniel and other New Testament texts, such as Matthew and Thessalonians. Many people refer to this time of desecration as the abomination of desolation. There are still obstacles to overcome, because the Dome of the Rock now sits atop the Temple Mount. The Dome of the Rock, a holy Islamic landmark, currently stands on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, blocking access to the area where the Third Temple would be built. Both Jews and Muslims place great religious and historical significance on the Mount, thus any efforts to alter its status are met with tension and strife. The topic is very sensitive and difficult to resolve amicably due to the complicated political and religious sensitivities involved. Expectations of the coming of the Messiah are intrinsically tied with the completion of the Third Temple by many Jewish and Messianic believers. The Messiah is expected to play a major role in restoring the temple and ushering in a new period of peace and spiritual rejuvenation. Because of this conviction, people in these areas are filled with anticipation and hope. The whole range of biblical sacrifices and offerings, as outlined in the Torah, are expected to be reintroduced in the Third Temple. 
the sacrificial system, which represented atonement for sins and reconciliation with God in ancient Israelite religion, will presumably be reinstated in the Third Temple. The Temple Mount is one of the most politically and religiously charged areas on the planet. The presence of Islamic sacred sites, like the Dome of the Rock and the Al-Aqsa Mosque, as well as the current management by the Islamic Waqf, renders any change to the status quo very sensitive and potentially combustible. Consequently, there is substantial political difficulty and opposition from diverse groups to any suggestions or attempts to reconstruct the Third Temple. The significance of the rebuilding of the Third Temple in Christian eschatology is typically linked to the end times and the numerous events preceding the second coming of Jesus Christ. A future temple and its part in the unfolding of apocalyptic events are central to some readings of prophecies found in the books of Daniel and Revelation. Implications on a global scale the prospect of a third temple being rebuilt and the attention it has garnered from believers and scholars interested in end-time predictions is intriguing. The Jewish and Christian populations aren't the only ones who could be affected by this topic's religious and geopolitical significance. The Temple Mount is a contentious religious site because of its importance to both Judaism and Islam, which has resulted in strained relations between the two faiths. Concerns concerning religious tolerance, mutual respect, and the possibility of cooperation or conflict in the pursuit of religious values all arise in the context of the topic of rebuilding the Third Temple. Some religious groups firmly support a literal reconstruction of the Third Temple, while others take a more figurative or allegorical view. The concept of the Third Temple has been interpreted in a variety of ways, with some seeing it as a metaphor for the indwelling of God's presence in the hearts of individuals and groups rather than in a building. In sum, the Third Temple and its position in end-time prophecy is a complicated and diverse topic with significant religious, political, and historical consequences. It continues to spark arguments and theological investigations among people of different religions, as well as among academics and observers who study the relationship between religion and international politics. What the Future Third Temple Means In Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, the significance of the Third Temple is immense. To Jews, it represents the return of God to His chosen people through the restoration of the ancient temples that once stood in Jerusalem. The completion of the Third Temple is considered as a key event in Christian eschatology, heralding the end times, the return of Jesus Christ, and the rapture of believers. Jerusalem and the Temple Mount are holy to Muslims as well. In fact, they are considered the third holiest site in Islam, after Mecca and Medina. Aspects of Prophecy Many predictions and interpretations have surrounded the building of the Third Temple due to the widespread idea that it will fulfill prophecy. It has been argued by some religious authorities that the rapture and the events predicted by numerous apocalyptic prophecies cannot occur until the temple is rebuilt. They make reference to prophecies and verses from the Bible that identify the rebuilding of the temple as a crucial portent of the end times. The Ritual An elaborate and deeply moving ceremony recently marked the completion of the Third Temple. Many prominent politicians, religious leaders, and committed followers from all walks of life converged on Jerusalem to take part in and witness this momentous event. With great solemnity, people performed rituals, prayers, and symbolic deeds to mark the beginning of a new era in the world's religious history. The World Affected The ritual at the Third Temple sent shockwaves through the international religious world and beyond. The occurrence was seen by many as a powerful confirmation of the fulfillment of religious predictions. The Third Temple ceremony was a hot topic of conversation and reaction on social media, 
with relevant hashtags trending throughout the world. Tensions and conversations among faiths. Many people's lives would be irrevocably changed if the Third Temple were built, yet its development has also spurred interfaith talks and, in some cases, confrontations. Conflict between Jews and Muslims over the Temple Mount has fueled political and theological tensions for centuries. Potential tensions and threats to regional peace have been highlighted by the Third Temple's construction and acknowledgement. The Third Temple ceremony was a historic event, and its repercussions are still being felt today across religious, political, and social spheres. Devotion and Religious Tourism The rebuilding of the Temple in Jerusalem has attracted worshippers from all over the world. For devout believers, a visit to the Temple's original location is a pilgrimage of great spiritual significance. Tourism and business have both benefited from the inflow of newcomers. For many, the Third Temple ritual is a concrete sign of the fulfillment of prophecy, leading to an increase in apocalyptic speculations and ideas. There have been heated discussions on whether or not the event conforms to the predictions made in many religious texts and among religious leaders and experts. In addition to its religious significance, the rebuilding of the Third Temple also has far-reaching political ramifications. Since the Temple Mount has always seen a sore spot in the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, any new developments there are likely to make things worse. The political scene on a worldwide scale is also influenced by how different nations respond to and react to news of the Third Temple's acknowledgement and significance. On the flip side, the ceremony has sparked new attempts to promote mutual understanding among different faiths through conversation and ritual. There has been an effort by religious leaders to work together to overcome historical and theological disputes to foster peace, tolerance, and respect. Efforts in Architecture and Archaeology Building the Third Temple has been fraught with logistical and design difficulties. The project calls for meticulous preparation, a commitment to traditional architectural traditions, and an awareness of the site's religious and cultural significance. The initiative has also brought increased interest to the area's ongoing archaeological excavations. Public and media-focused media outlets have extensively covered and analyzed the events surrounding the construction of the Third Temple. Both interest and debate have been sparked by the topic's extensive coverage in the media and Internet communities. Skepticism and Criticism While many people are convinced of the prophetic importance of the Third Temple, others see the ceremony as merely symbolic rather than a portent of the end of the world. They claim that everyone's interpretation of a prophecy is different, which might lead to disastrous outcomes. As a result of their participation in the building and worship at the Third Temple, religious communities will experience a significant shift in their religious practices and traditions. In light of this momentous occasion, religious rituals, prayers, and observances may change or be reinterpreted. The tribulation and the building of the Third Temple, the verse from Daniel, often comes up. This scripture predicts that during the Great Tribulation, also known as the 70th week of Daniel, the Antichrist, or the Beast, will forge a covenant with the Jewish people and the nation of Israel for a period of seven years. The seven years will start when the Antichrist makes a pact with the Jews. This pact probably also involves the false prophet, another character closely linked to the Antichrist. The Antichrist will put an end to the Jewish covenant, animal sacrifices, and temple worship roughly three and a half years into the seven-year era. The Antichrist will desecrate the Jewish temple in this way, maybe by claiming divine status and demanding worship from both Jews and non-Jews alike. There were some passionate demonstrations on the Temple Mount in honor of Jerusalem Day during the month of May in 2023. Likud party members of the Neset visited the Temple Mount to mark the occasion, 
but another Likud lawmaker called them extremists for doing so. Several Arab leaders and authorities, including the Palestinian Authority, Hamas, and Jordan, responded to the Jerusalem Day celebrations by condemning them as an attempt by Israel to falsely assume sovereignty over Jerusalem and the Temple Mount. Some leaders have called for rallies and demonstrations at the Al-Aqsa Mosque and other locations in the old city of Jerusalem, raising tensions in the neighborhood. The Mugrabi Bridge, the only gateway allowing Jews, Christians, and other non-Muslims to enter the Temple Mount, was the subject of safety and condition concerns in September 2021. It was a national issue and a crucial part of Israel's link to the land and its historical and religious significance. Thus, members of the Neset debated the need for emergency repairs to the bridge. Religious and political societies continue to be fascinated by and divided about the tribulation, the building of the Third Temple, and access to the Temple Mount. Various interpretations of regional prophecies and historical events are reflected in the events and beliefs. Thanks for watching. Please hit that like button. Yeah. So there we are. Wow. Uh, think about that bridge real quick. I've been there before. Uh, that bridge, the reason they say that Christians and other non believers is because to enter Temple Mount, you have to walk through predominantly Muslim areas, well, in which case you're uh, non believers. And uh, you can't do that because the last holding holder of Jerusalem at the time were the Muslims. And you, you're not allowed to walk through those areas to get to Temple Mount. Temple Mount is agreed upon as a Jewish Christian holy site. However, you can't walk along the ground there. There's a bridge that carries you there. You have to walk above the ground there since, to enter it. Since when was Jesus a stonemason and not a carpenter? Jesus wasn't a stonemason. Okay, so this look in the foxhole chat right here. Anonymity saying, Patriot Party Pod, why are they calling it the book of Revelation? I remember it as Revelations, as in more than one. I do too, and someone here corrected me. No, it's the book of Revelations. It's Revelations. That's how it was always well, referred someone to. someone here re re corrected me and said it was the book of Revelation. One no. Revelation, single. Singular. I'm not even kidding. And then uh, I, I got you. I can read. I I'm not fucking blind. Jesus, what do you think? I fucking became down. blind too. This is what I'm talking about. Calm down. You're the one who's sitting here saying I'm not fucking lying. It's I, right. I got you. I read it. I didn't. I didn't say you were accusing me of lying. And Lucid Leopard said, also, it's not just three wise men that came from the east. Just wise men. It is Book of Revelation. And now Jesus Weird. is a stonemason and not a carpenter? That's no. It is Book of Revelation. It's not Book of Revelations. It's Book of Revelations, but Isaac refers to it as the Book of Revelations. Isaac? Isaac. I-S-A-A-C. That's Isaac. Book of Revelations used at least once as the harbinger will place the current flourish boss possible. That is fandom. The fuck is this? Oh, I don't know. It's something gay. It's nothing to do with it. Huh. Weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is odd because I thought it was Revelations too. Okay. You know what? Huh. Talk for a minute. I'm going to put this question to rest. Give me just a minute and I will be right back. I, I wonder about that. 
Because you know what I found when I was cleaning out all my books? What's that? I found my old, old Bible. Really? It's not that old, but it's certainly um, older than whatever fucking crazy timeline we're in right now. So I'll be right back. Uh, okay. I, I, what a bitch. She always does this to me. I was just looking up this book of revelations. There is no book of revelations. You're right. It's book of revelation. What the fuck is that? Where'd that come from? That's gotta be, that's, I'm sorry. That's gotta be some butterfly effect shit. Bullshit. Hey, give me this crap. Book of revelation, revelations, whatever. Fucking God, she leaves me with shit like that. Yeah. I remember seeing it in print too. I, I remember seeing, I remember we were just playing it not more than four months. We looked up this morning to see if we had already played that song. And I remember we typed it up as book of revelations. So where the fuck did this revelation shit come from? It's gotta be the Mandela effect. It's gotta be the butterfly. There's no other way that doesn't make any sense because we all remember it as book of revelations. It's, I, I agree, Clary Lou. Yeah, CERN is definitely causing all of these rifts in time. That this, What else is doing it? There, there's nothing else that's doing it. That's crap. All bullshit. Anyway, moving right along. What were we going to talk about? Where did, oh, she went to prove it wrong. I, don't we have a Bible in here? I thought we did. I guess maybe we don't. Fuck. I guess I don't. Anyway, so what do y'all want to talk about as we're waiting for her to get back? Oh, um, I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do a cock whisperer segment. I think I'm going to start doing a cock whisperer segment. I'm going to do the redneck cock whisperer because they have the Australian one. He's really funny and that's, that's a good, that's a good bit. But uh, I think I'm going to do a, a redneck version of that. I just haven't figured it out yet. I got to figure out who my character is going to be. I think it'll be a riot though. The redneck cock whisperer. Come on. That'd be a fucking riot. And if I could fucking team up with the fucking Australian cock whisperer, all done. Come on, dude. That would be an outstanding episode. A good 10 minute clip. That'd be funny as fuck because the two of us together, damn, that'd be a riot. We're going to talk to our cooks today. <laughs> oh, man, I could so see that. That shit's going to be fucking hysterical. Anyway, uh, the 1812 Bible. Ooh, you've got one of those. Uh, what does that say? Pequest. Carrie Lake said she's always said revelation, not revelations, plural. What about you all? Have you guys said it was revelations or revelation? Because my, my remembrance of it, it, it's always been revelations. I've always referred to it as revelations because I always thought there was more than one because he was revealed a lot of shit. That's why I always thought it was revelations. I don't know. I sometimes whisper to mine, Leo, you might have an issue, bro. That's, that's a little weird, bro. And the IRS, like, oh, I, I'm about it. Let's do it. Because, uh, first of all, how about this one? You remember the Federal Reserve? Federal Reserve, uh, 
it was formed in uh, 1921, I believe. And in 1921, when the Federal Reserve, it was only supposed to stay in effect for 10 years. And then after the 10 years, the Federal Reserve was supposed to go away. The idea was to get us out of the Depression and get us back on our feet again. Well, the Federal Reserve stuck around. There is a clause, I believe, in their title, but we have to get the title. We have to get all that shit that made them what they are. Um, we've got to find that clause that actually says that they were supposed to be gone like, I don't know, what, 139 years ago? And if we can find it, we can get rid of the Federal Reserve. 110 years ago. 110 okay, years ago. really weird. I put the Bible right in the front of the bookshelf, right on top, and now it's not there. I'm gonna the big to... white one, right? Yeah. I'm going to have to go dig. Yeah, the big white one. You saw it. It was right there in the front of the bookshelf. Yeah, where the fuck did it go? I don't know. I don't know. It's gone. I'll have to go dig for it when I was not about to dig through the pool house while we're live on air. So That's good, because I wasn't really sure. Everybody else mm. talks about it as revelations. Yes. Plural, not revelation. Yeah, now it's the revelation. See, I don't... That's got to be a butterfly effect thing. Mm -hmm. It's got to be that shit. It's got to be... Mandela, it's got to be that shit all over again. Seriously. Because, and you know what? Jesus Christ was not a stonemason. No, he was a fucking carpenter. Tension Seeker says my 86 Bible says Revelation. Really? Okay. Interesting. Very weird. Okay. Hmm. I was even thinking back to the chapter of the Bible where it goes to Revelation. And I always thought it said Revelations, but. You're right. It's revelation. Weird. But it wasn't one vision that he got. He got several. Yes. From, John received different, or was it just one? I mean, it was the same story, but told three different ways. Different perspectives. Mm -hmm. Huh. Yeah. Makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carrie Lake says my 83 Bible says revelation as well. Okay. All right. I don't know. Yes, a lion in the Bible, not a wolf. You're right there, Claire. Okay. All right. Back to the Euphrates real quick. That's why wolves were never looked bad about. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. We already, read, we already watched this one. Yeah. My apologies. But there was one more in here. Weren't we going to try something? What were we going to try? No, we're going to look at it afterwards. Okay. And try and fix it. Because this audio is really fucked up on our end. And I don't know what you did. I don't know what I did either. Because it was you. It I know. Was working fine on Friday. You did it was that. totally me yesterday. Absolutely. Okay, here we go. You let the dog in here. I did. Because she fucking came in here like gangbusters. And then we kicked her out. And then she just sat there and scratched on the door. And you could hear it on the freaking well, then microphone. You, you yell at her. I did. And I yelled for you to come get her. And you didn't fucking do anything. I didn't hear you yell. Well, then me. you didn't call me on my phone or text me or say, "Hey, come get the dog." Did you? No, because no. I was here on live on air. Yeah, yeah, playing videos that you could have just like, "Hey, pain in my ass." Instead, you let the dog in here who fucked something up. And now I gotta find it. Yes, now we have to find it. All right. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. 
Brady's River has been drying up for years. However, since 2020, the decreasing of the water flow is very alarming. Downstream in Iraq, 7 million people risk losing access to water. 5 million people, depending on Euphrates for water, are ingesting liquid that is unsafe. Waterborne disease outbreaks are on the rise, and contaminated water has caused diarrhea in the regions. In some communities, animals have started to die. Iraq is clearly in the midst of water crisis, with desertification affecting 40% of Iraq territory. A very high temperature is becoming very common and dust storm more intense. Rainfall has reduced greatly in recent years. Farmers are fatigued and feeling hopeless. The water levels of the Euphrates River is the lowest level in recorded history. From this video, you can see clearly the Euphrates River has stopped flowing to Iraq and Syria. Many people believe this happened because Turkey have built more than 22 dams upstream the Euphrates River. Peoples in Iraq and Syria feel like they are living in the desert. Water is very rare. Their mighty rivers Euphrates and Tigris have left barely without water. Many peoples are leaving their region because there is no water left to drink and to irrigate their farm. Many people accuse Turkey for weaponizing water by reducing the water flow. In fact, it is not happening. Turkey has never reduced the amount of water it released from its transboundaries river for political or other purposes. Turkish officials say that the region is facing the worst drought period due to lack of rainfall and the lowest in the last 30 years. Religion leaders are looking for answers in the Holy Scriptures. Surprisingly, the drying up of Euphrates River has been mentioned thousand years ago in the Holy Bible. The drying up of Euphrates River is the sign of the apocalypse. Bible scholars have offered various interpretations of Bible passages about the Euphrates River river drying up. Some see it as a sign of the end time which lead up to uh, when Jesus will return to judge the world and separate the writers from the weak. It means the Euphrates River drying up may point to the unleashing of the forces of darkness on the world. It could be referring to when the Antichrist will gather his armies to invade Israel. In that scenario, the dry riverbed of the Euphrates can allow the armies to cross the river and attack Israel. Revelation 16 verse 12 says, the sixth angel poured out his bowls on the great river Euphrates, and its water was dried up to prepare the way for the king from the east. This prophecy not only identifies as the judgment but also gives the reason for it, so a great army to the east can cross the Euphrates unimpeded. Next, the king of the earth gathered to the place that in Hebrew is called Tarmageddon. At that point, Jesus returned and the battle fought at that Armageddon's will result in all God's enemies being destroyed. A key event leading up to Armageddon is the drying up of the Euphrates River. What do you think? Leave in the comment. The, the accent's interesting. Obviously, he's trying to say Armageddon there. Armageddon. 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 The end of the world. Armageddon. Well, the end of this world, the end of this timeline, the beginning of something new. Um, Agreed. I do want to.
read you something as we go into 420 and then probably get out of here because we have 40 birds in the backyard. And, you know, the well, book of giants is short. You have to I get you. round them up. Yeah. Although actually the cock should do it. He, he does. He does. He does pretty well. He's like, and they all come running. Yep. They do make a, a, a dart. Once he gets in the cage and you start screaming for him, they yep. come running. But they're trying to fit. I, I think we have to put a door, a, uh, maybe one of those automatic chicken doors in the back side of the enclosure. No, no, no. Like a dog door in the, or the door. No. No, no, no. Into where the new chicken coop's going to be? No. Okay. Because no. they keep trying to get in that way. They're like, I should be able to get in right there. Like no. he's right there, but no. they have to go all the way around to yes. the front. Yeah, I know. All right. They should have to. They should. It's a prison for a reason. It is chicken prison for a reason. It's There's only one entrance and exit. I know. So from the, uh, the most important news.com. 10 signs that we are really living in apocalyptic times. Time is running out for humanity. Our world becomes a little more like a really bad science fiction movie with every passing day. And our self-destructive tendencies are slowly but surely transforming our society into a living nightmare. We talk about that all the time. Given enough time, we would destroy ourselves and everything around us. On a very basic level, most people can feel that global events are starting to spiral out of control. Evil is growing all around us and just about everything that our leaders do to solve our rapidly growing problems seems to make them even worse. The pace of change just keeps getting faster and faster and many fear that this will soon lead to widespread chaos all over the globe. The following are 10 signs that we are really living in apocalyptic times. Number one, leaders all over the world seem to be catching war fever and the Biden administration just made a military conflict with China even more likely by announcing a $345 million weapons package for Taiwan. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, uh, the Biden regime is sending 345 million in weapons to Taiwan as they look to create another proxy war against China, similar to the proxy war they've set up in Ukraine with Russia. The U.S. made the announcement last Saturday. In response to the news, China has made it clear they will not be backing down. Quote, no matter how much of the ordinary people's taxpayer money the Taiwanese separatist forces spend, no matter how many U.S. weapons, it will not shake our resolve to solve the Taiwan problem. Our shake or shake our firm will to realize the reunification of our motherland, said Chen Binhua, a spokesperson for the Taiwan Affairs Office of China. Okay. Wars and rumors of wars. Matthew 24, wars and rumors of wars. Number two, both sides just continue to escalate the war in Ukraine, and now the Russians are openly warning that they could potentially use nuclear weapons. The Kremlin today bluntly threatened the use of nuclear weapons in the wake of the Ukrainian drone strike on Moscow's skyscraper zone. Three drones struck an elite office building in a residential skyscraper in Moscow early Sunday morning in what Russia's defense ministry has branded, quote, an attempted terrorist attack by the Kiev regime. <coughs> Dmitry Medvedev, uh, former Russian president and Putin ally, has warned there is simply no other way out and said that Kiev should pray to our warriors that they do not allow the global nuclear fire to flare up. That's promising. Number three, according to the United Nations, 2.4 billion people already do not have enough food to eat. And now that the Black Sea grain deal has broken down and India has placed severe restrictions on rice exports, we are being warned that global food prices could soon go much higher. 
Helen Dixon, chief executive of the British Retail Consortium, said the price of bread and breakfast cereals were most likely to increase given Ukraine's role as one of the bread makers of the world. Rice supplies are now also under pressure after India restricted most exports, which the World Bank warned on Monday, July 31st, would cause considerable increases in world prices and induce price volatility. If you haven't already bought rice, you should have done it last week, just saying. Number four, pestilences are raging all over the globe, and many old diseases are now making a stunning comeback. For example, Florida has now become the epicenter for an outbreak of leprosy in the United States. Leprosy. We talked about that on Friday. Health officials say that the cases of leprosy, also known as Hansen's disease, are surging in central Florida. In a research letter, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, or Never mind. Has said that Central Florida has accounted for 81% of reported cases in the state and almost one-fifth of reported cases nationwide. Leprosy in the United States. Leprosy. Number five. You know, I'm sorry. You could probably continue with this list, but... Number five, global weather patterns have completely gone nuts. For example, get the fuck out. Stop. Phoenix just had a streak where the temperature reached at least 110 degrees for 31 days. You act like it's coming from the sun. It ain't coming from the sun. It's coming coming from from the the ground. I know. Number six, men are getting pregnant and giving birth to babies. Bullshit. A 22-year-old transgender man has given birth to twins after going through six rounds of artificial insemination in a bit. Bullshit. Yes. Um. They were conceived in a woman first, I guarantee. Oh, he he was a woman before he started taking testosterone, and then he decided to go ahead and have babies. He's not a man then, he's a woman. I know. Number seven, technology continues to increase at a pace that is absolutely breathtaking. In fact, it is being reported that scientists have developed a breakthrough treatment which appears to annihilate solid tumors. Have you heard about this? This all-in-one cure for cancer that Joe's touting as the cure for cancer. Cures everything. Gets rid of tumors. Hmm. I bet it's an antiparasitic. Put money on it. I put money on it. Oh, scientists have developed what may be a holy grail molecule that eradicates all solid cancer tumors while leaving other cells unaffected. Bullshit. The breakthrough was achieved by the team at the City of Hope Hospital, one of the largest cancer research and treatment organizations in the United States, and targets the proliferating cell nuclear antigen protein. No, Leanna played a little of this the other morning. It's mm-hmm. not It's not a... Uh... It's not an antiparasitic. AOH1996. It's a molecule. Yeah, it's a molecule. That it's a, targets uh, and eradicates the mutated PCNA. Correct. And it's named after AOH is the name of a little girl who died when she was 16 of lung cancer. <sighs> okay. Uh, scientist number eight. Number eight. Scientists are bringing ancient species back to life. For reported, for instance, it's being reported that one team of researchers was recently able to reanimate worms that have been frozen for thousands of years. Scientists have managed to reanimate worms that were frozen for an estimated 46,000 years, meaning Walt Disney still has a chance. Thought to have lived in the late uh, Pleistocene era, a small group of the worms found 40 meters deep in the Siberian permafrost have been thawed out and revived. I can't even imagine what kind of information they were learning from the worms. Bacteria and oh no shit, things bring with them. Oh my god, mm-hmm. unknown Just to saying. what you know diseases. As, as they as they thawed them out, what was in that that ice that they then released into the air? No shit. Just the ice around the worms. Just Anyway, what chemicals, what, oh, 
Number nine, deaths from heart attacks have been surging dramatically in every age group in the United States. I can't imagine why. why? Oh, we took a jab. NBC's yeah. The Today Show reported a national study from Senior Sinai's Hospital shows the deaths related to heart attacks increased across every age group since the spring of 2020. I can't imagine why. But the group that saw the biggest increase isn't who you might think. The relative increase in heart attacks associated deaths among 25 to 44 year olds was a staggering 30%. Oh my God. Experts what what could have caused that? Figure out why young people are so impacted by the COVID-19 mRNA yeah. vaccines. <laughs> that I, I included that lesson. Yeah. They wanted to know why we have no, we have no idea. Why. No idea. No idea. Why. Yeah. Right. Number 10, our soil and water are already heavily saturated with microplastics. And now we are being told that this crisis is getting exponentially worse. Not even the Arctic Ocean is immune to the incessant growth of microplastic pollution. In a new study that analyzed sediment core samples, researchers quantified how many of the particles have been deposited since the early 1930s. You, you know, you've never given me another better reason to push this button than right now because of all of the wonderful things you've just read. But I have got this urge to push this button right now. Yes. I mean, in five minutes. No, I, I want to get a high. I mean, I'm done listening to your mother of the, <laughs> of the apocalypse bullshit that you just As like. Scientists I was trying to end out on a good note. The team found that microplastic contamination, even the Arctic, has been growing exponentially and in lockstep with the growth of plastic production, which is now up to a trillion pounds a year, with the global amount of plastic waste projected to triple by 2060. If you don't understand why microplastics are a very serious existential threat to our society, you should go read this dude's book called End Times by Michael Snyder. Anyway. It's <laughs> holy. All right, mother of the apocalypse. Uh, are you yeah. done like ruining our Sunday? I mean, isn't that my job? I, I guess a little bit, but Jesus. <laughs> holy shit. Wow. Oh. Fucking wow. Just take all the fun out of the sales. Yeah, we're 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 doomed. We know that. That's why we smoke weed. Yep. <laughs> Cuz we're doomed. Yep. It's okay though. I it'll, it'll all be okay. Think just I I I think about this daily. You know, I told y'all like a while ago I used to uh I still do it. I go out every morning before I start my truck, I just look up, just say thank you. Because I'm here, I'm alive, I'm breathing. And it was weird because the other morning I said, thank you. And a bird flew directly into the windshield of my truck. <laughs> and I thought that was kind of a sign. Uh -huh. I was a little worried. I don't know about you all. Have maybe, you ever had that happen? Maybe it was a sign that God was telling you to expect a whole truck full of cocks. Ooh, you know, <laughs> I, I never, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I wonder flying cocks. Here come the cocks. <laughs> That's. He told me yesterday that I have to stop with my giant ginger cock jokes, but I'm like, but they're so awesome. They're not. <laughs> she just wants a big red cock. I don't know why. <laughs> I have a bit. I have a big red cock now. I love, you have an orange cock. Now you I don't like have to show one. them off. You have a red. You have an orange one. You don't have a red one. I know. I, I guess. I guess you kind of do because Seamus's lipstick is red. So. Ew, gross. <laughs> Wow. As Liam used to say, wow. Mom, I have Roger's to say got that, his though. lipstick out again. 
Chicken. So no shit. So there we are one day. My one of my good friends is over at the house. And Liam comes running out about half naked. He was probably about five or six years old. He comes running out half naked out of the house. And he goes, Mom, Roger's Roger's lipstick's out. And my best friend is sitting down there. And he looks up, and he goes, Whose lipstick's out? <laughs> Oh yeah, that would be the dog. Um, you gotta love big ginger cock. You know, but it's soulless. I have to say though, <laughs> chickens, roosters are the kings of the one pump chump. Seriously, takes them thirty seconds. They're done. The, I mean, the ducks at least like pump like three or four times. Nope, chickens on and off done. Like at least ours. He's super quick. <laughs> <laughs> She was like, there's no pleasure there. <laughs> Seriously, Opal was all excited. She was like, yay, I'm finally going to get me some dick. And then he was over and she was like, that was it? <laughs> she complained for like the next 20 minutes. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? That's all I got. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, <laughs> that, was, that was a good one. All right, okay. you're gonna bring up the video because we yes. gotta get going here. Because it's about that time. It is that time. You wanna get hot? Of course. Who doesn't? It's about that time, fuckers. Oh. You got it. Light it up. Thunder. 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 It is that time. The alarm's going off. There it is. Light it up. Smoke it up. Got it. It's from the bone. It's from the bone. See, MJ said, distractions, distractions, distractions from your money. I don't care about anything but currency. Here's the deal, MJ. We don't have any money, so we can't be distracted by currency. So we can tell the truth. Look at that. See, it helps when you're not making any money doing it because all you got is the truth to hopefully prove you're right. You know what, though? They can't hear us right now. You know why? Because that fucking echo cancellation thing is on. Uh-huh. Come on, you stupid piece of shit. There we go. Hopefully you can hear us now. There we go. How can we hear this video, but we can't hear the other one? Because this is playing directly, I don't know. It's time to resist. That's a good question. Why can't we hear They this can't arrest us all. And they can't keep all your kids oh, home from school. Oh, that's right. They can't that's keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the no, mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no. Not again. The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply, refuse to show vaccine passports, refuse to wear a mask, refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now.
Quit touching shit. Please. I was literally just sitting here smoking the bowl. I wasn't even anywhere near the mouse. Yes, Justin interrupted himself with himself. No fucking clue. That was some crazy shit. That was shit. the craziest that shit right there. That just played on its own. It really did. Like, I wasn't even touching it. I wasn't anywhere near it. And that's on the other side of the, sc- the, side of the screen entirely. That's so random. So, she hit it. When the FBI knocks on your door, what do we tell them? Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Nah, bear. Give them the nah, bear. Old FBI Bob. Anyway. Still smoking. Yeah. Fuck it. Still burning. We're just waiting on the end to come. Ooh, Tracy saved 35% on her serious order last night with promo code Defiant. Fuck yeah. There you go. You get an extra with us. Mm-hmm. Us and James. You use our promo code to get an extra one with us. Because you're oh, that it's what Shauna says, OG. You're OG yes. at that point. Yeah, it's like that's a wolf pack code. I I don't even fucking know. I, I don't know. I give up. It's like an hour behind us. I'm, I'm over it. <sighs> anyway. Okay. So uh, I guess we're going to get out of here. Yeah, I think so. We're pretty much spent on the uh, book of Enoch. Enoch is now done. Yep. We can go ahead, put a fucking pig sticker in this. It's over. We're done. Peace be upon you, Enoch. We've learned our bit. We now know that we're fucked. Um, no matter what, whether Enoch's real or not, we know it's another book that coincides with the Bible, which is crazy. Your knowledge wasn't there before. We're done with we're done with that now. Um, we've read all of Enoch. You've read all the books now. Now you can go back and say, no, I'm actually fully versed in Enoch. So a couple things that I've learned, I've put together over the past and some new theories I've come up with since reading Enoch. Real quick. Something that, something, I have to go back and listen to last week, but something resonated with me. Something that he talked about on the day where some people will sleep a long sleep, but other people will, the ones that are are awake will fight bloody battles, brother against brother and father against son and on and on. Um, that's coming. That's the day of awakening as it was described to me. That's the day of reaping for some. Um, oh, you mean the day? Well, that's an easy one. If I don't get up that day, that's that day. Oh, no, I, I'm tra- trust me. I'm well aware. I'm well aware of that. Um, that's a simple one. That yeah, is no, actually know. really easy. So but if it, she comes on here by herself at night. Oh, you'll already, you'll already know. You guys will be like, oh, fuck, that. it's you'll already over. already gone through that day. If so she even makes it to that night. Know. Everyone will know. Um, and then I have a theory. Something about when Noah was born when we talked last week about when Noah was born and he was white and that's what made his father believe that he was a Nephilim, mm-hmm. a giant, right? Mm-hmm. What if 
as we we learned from Paulo Biglino and and you know, the Anunnaki, the Sumerian tablets and whatnot um, that were created from a, a humanoid that was already here. What if that humanoid that was already here was black, dark skinned, right? Because we trace their roots back to Africa and the people that were genetically engineered per se, or the Nephilim were engineered as white without the same level of melatonin. melatonin in their skin in order to differentiate them from the ones that were already here. Hmm. And maybe that's why white people have predominantly ruled the world and now they're being so demonized. That would explain the freckle. Uh-huh. That would put an explanation to the freckle. And if you don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to the freckle, um, take your hand, take four fingers from your elbow to the middle of your forearm. If at the tip of your pinky, you have a freckle perfectly like this. And that's why I have a freckle. That means you're a clone. Black people are not are aren't generally rh negative there's very very few almost all rh negatives are whites but because rh positive is is dominant as the two species have interbred over the millennia more white people have gotten the rh positive have become rh positive I don't but know. the original created beings that were created essentially to be slaves, workers, or white people were created as white people to differentiate them from the humanoids that were already here. And then just like what you said with the rooster, right? The rooster will grow to the approximate size of the largest animal on the property, the largest predator on the property in order to, to defect, to defend its, defend flock. its flock. Okay. Correct. When you introduce a new humanoid being with intelligent thought that's been created to a population, the rest of the population automatically genetically makes that evolutionary jump to match them. It's like with the crystals, with the, the frequency, right? You change one crystal and every other crystal in the world changes to that thing. It, it, hold on, hold on before you even go there, because there's something I wanted to say before that I couldn't say before because we're in the video. Mark Jason Walker and Lindsay were having the conversation about frequency resonance and what unlocks all doors? Love. Well, what does unlock all doors? According love. to the Bible, love is. But love, too, is a frequency. And this was my point. In science, there is a frequency that is considered what they call love. If you really got scientific about shit, you got down to the weeds about this shit, there's probably a love frequency out there. Just like there's a pheromone that you can spray on yourself and you can make women attracted to you because of your smell. Mm -hmm. 
And you know what they give women to inhibit that sense of smell for pheromones? Birth control. That's a big one. <laughs> it, but it, actually, that's a good thing, guys, because then, you know, the ones that don't have the weird fucking drugs in their body. I, I'm just saying that there's all of this is circular if you look at it. Yeah. It, it's circular in the pattern because it all comes back <laughs> to one thing. First of all, we didn't make ourselves. Somebody else made us. We know that we're all different. Mm -hmm. Different in the way we think, different in the way we act, different in things we want to do. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be an individual. I don't think there is. There shouldn't be. If there is, somebody needs to address these laws with me in the future. Memorandum's fine. You can go ahead and send it over the email. I'll take a look at it. I'll either approve it or disapprove it. Long story short, there shouldn't be anything wrong with it. We're all different. We're going to do our thing. The problem is, is so many people are so quick to judge other people about other things that they do and not about who they are, or what they're about. We've missed that part of our society. We've missed that part about being a human, about being part of this race, because the first thing we judge is what your political party is. The second thing we judge is your religion. And then after that, it's all downhill. Because once we meet each other like that, instead of addressing each other as humans, as people that live on this planet that associate side by side, whether it's round, flat, obtuse, or oblong, doesn't fucking matter. Point is this. We stopped caring about growing as a society years ago when they gave us all this bullshit, electronics and all this other crap. We are never going to evolve again if we don't get rid of it because our people are becoming dumber. Mm -hmm. Look at what most people tune in. I know guys that listen to podcasts and you know what podcasts they listen to podcasts about comedians, not podcasts from comedians, podcasts about comedians. They, don't get me wrong. They're funny. They're hysterical, it's but like watching it's why like the kids watch today on you on freaking TV. They watch videos of other people playing video games. Why or kids watch videos of other kids playing with toys. Why? Why don't you do it yourself? Take it out of the box. Do it yourself. Exactly. Save up your money. Go get it. Do it yourself. Uh, Lindsay, you know what? Our Liam, our little one is the same. Lindsay said, I noticed the pheromone change since the bioweapon shot was released. I can smell it on people. That's how she knows you didn't have it in you because she didn't smell it on you. Liam's the same way. He comes home from school and he's like, he's like, oh yeah, those jabbed kids. Like a quarter of his class is jabbed. And I'm like, how do you know they're jabbed? He's like, I can smell it. You can just tell. No, there. Uh, that's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. I was uh, so the other day. I was uh, I had uh, come back from South Carolina. I was in went to Kroger, mm -hmm. and I went to. I forgot what I went there for. I went there to get a. Um, oh, I went there. I think I went there to get beer and lime juice. Yeah, it was before the show. It's about the only reason you go to the grocery store. So I'm in Kroger. And I was down at the end where they have the right by the door where they have all the self checkout lines. Right. So I was sitting there waiting in line and I, all of a sudden the door opened up, man, I got hit with a smell. And I was like, at first I was thinking to myself, it reminded me of 
You remember when we first got Roger? You remember when I had to keep the scent test? I had to keep yeah, testing yeah. him. You remember what I did to that one cooler that we eventually yeah, you burnt? Filled, you filled it with rotten meat. No, I put raw meat. Well, you put it. raw meat. And then I put, and put it, put it in the sun. sun to let it go bad. Yes. Yeah. And I, I put tennis balls yeah. in the meat with yeah. it. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. smelled like Fucking rotting. Nasty. Oh, my yeah, God. Because he was it a was, cadaver dog. It was so horrible. We had to keep for like a week to find a dead body. We didn't go out. We didn't go out the back at no, all. No, we no, went no. out to the front garage because yeah. this cooler stunk. You could not get rid of that smell. So I, I that's how I would condition the tennis balls to train them. And I had to test them so often uh, according to the state certification file. And when I trained him i had to do it and i'd have these anyway long story short the cooler every cooler that i got i got these styrofoam coolers that we would burn we i didn't give a fuck they were not going in the trash they were not going anywhere else than where they were i had a standing ash pile of coolers that i just poured gasoline on and then i threw a match at it and i walked away and let it burn because it was that's that bad. that's was how no bad way. it smelled it there. smelled horrible so uh one of the days that we did it, uh, I remember it. That's that smell. The cooler, the lid was on, but remember when it was just a little bit yeah. off. Yep. You always came home, said, "Go back there and deal with yep. that," because I'll puke. And so I would go back there and close the lid properly, and then I had to put another weight on there because something tried to get into it. Long story short, that cooler, that's that smell, that same smell that you smelled. Mm -hmm. That's the smell I smelled in Kroger. And I was like, it is overpowering. It is. I was like, holy right. for, shit. For me, it smells like, and I can always tell it on people, like, I always knew when I had a sinus infection, and it was, I used to get sinus infections super easy, okay? Like, my allergies would flare up and I'd get a sinus infection. And I could always tell because it, I, I described it as, it was like, it smelled like my brain was rotting inside my head. And it was just that, that's, that acrid smell of, Death. Death. Yeah, it's death. Like it's, it literally smells like death. Like, have you ever been in a morgue? It uh, smells just like a morgue. Yeah, but with this synthetic overtone of of almost like battery acid on top of it. Well, I said pine. That was my turpentine. Yes, yeah. there was a piney odor to it yeah. because if you've ever been in a morgue, that's what they clean the floors with. Yeah. Is turpent or it's not turpentine, but it's a uh, yeah. form of pine. It's like a really strong pine sole, yeah, based acid. But it's it, that's turpentine. But yeah, um, it was it's rough. Yeah, but uh, but that's that's. I mean, I I can tell with some people because yeah. So I'm just saying. Um, it's uh. I've always had an incredibly sensitive nose. I'm, I, I, I mean, I trained my nose to detect weed like 30 years ago. Um, like I'm better than a fucking drug sniffing dog. I tell you what, if someone's smoking weed within like five miles of me, I'd be like, we always look at each other at the same exact time. <laughs> so she's good, but I'm also that good because um, we were like, we were driving down the road in fucking like, Jamaica. And I was like, well, there it's just, in the I was air. just like, holy crap. I'm like looking around going, do you smell yeah. it? And she's like, yep. And I was like, holy crap, it's here. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I've always, and when I was pregnant, so women, when they're pregnant, it's, it's like a running joke that like their noses are incredible. Right. Um, 
I mean, I, I once, I once walked up three flights of stairs in the hotel, um, and tracked down someone who was eating a banana Nutrigrain bar, like three flights up and on the other side of the hotel, because the smell of it was making me nauseous. A fucking banana Nutrigrain bar from like three, no joke from way far away. Because when you're pregnant, you smell everything. So t- let me tell you something. This is no bullshit. So I got home from a fire one night. I went and fought a fire. Mm-hmm. She's pregnant. And I came home and I went and took a shower, got out of the shower. It was like probably about three o'clock in the morning. I'm just laying down to go to bed and I got to get up in like three hours. Laid down in bed. She rolls over. She says, God, you stink. Would you please go take a shower? <laughs> I looked at her. I was like, what the fuck do you think I was just doing? <laughs> take another one. So I was like, are you kidding me? She's like, no, I'm going to puke. I was like, all right. So I got up, went and took another shower, laid back down. She rolled back over. God, you stink. Would you go take a shower? And then I realized that she wasn't talking about me anymore. It was the clothes. Because I remember I had to step across my clothes to get into bed. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh fuck. So I went and moved the clothes and guess what? Then I was I laid down and she didn't say another fucking word to me. And I finally went to sleep with like an hour and a half left. Yep. Um I was like, thanks, bitch. But for some my after the second pregnancy, like after the first one, I lost that super heightened sense yes. of smell. Yes, Pequest. It is a rotting meat smell. Mm-hmm. That is the smell that I've smelled at least. I, I noticed it like the other day. It was bad. And yeah. the only thing that was in front of me were people and the people three of them were wearing masks. They're all um, job. You know, if they were wearing masks, you know their job. No, because okay, no, no okay, I've no, heard right, some black right. people are wearing masks right, now right, because right. they're worried I, about the jab I, people I breathing. I should have said that if they're white and wearing masks, they're jabbed. Yes. If they're black and wearing masks, they're not jabbed. Yeah, because that's the, pretty standard. The the black people that are wearing masks, folks, because I had a lady tell me, she's like, yeah. I, she's like, oh, I thought you were jabbed. I said, well, I am actually. I said, but I had my blood tested. And she's like, what do you mean you had your blood tested? I said, I had a hematologist look at my blood. And uh, she was like, what does that prove? I was just like, well, I have none of the spike proteins running around my body. She's like, Oh, so you got like the first doses. I said, yeah. yeah. And she's like, Oh, thank God. And I was, and she took her mask off yeah. and she was fine. Yeah. People are but really, really, they are really black. People are really freaked be. out about that. And they should be. Yeah. I don't blame them. We all should be. Those are the people though. Like you see them. Don't I'm, I'm telling you right now. Don't be fooled. Don't, don't get caught cross that's not cool they are literally scared about it if you are yep like when you tell them that you're good trust me it changes everything yeah because they're fucking questioning everything right now Mm -hmm. they've been questioning shit before we were Mm -hmm. i hate that we still talk about it as them and us i i do too because it's just all of us. It's all of us. And we've all been lied to. Us versus them is they we put, the people versus the fucking the government. Nephilim elites. No, the government. Whatever. Right now, for us, it's the government. Hey, we versus them is us versus the government. There's no, there should be no fractions amongst us. This is a simple message. We stand for our own liberty to do what we want when we want. There should be no rule over us other than his 
And his rule is that. We'll deal with that. That's our punishment. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, let's we get, gotta out of get here. the fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I think so. We're yeah. gonna I'm gonna make some dinner and go play with some cocks. <laughs> Not mine, obviously. <laughs> oh, I'll play with yours later. Nope. <laughs> Why not? Anywho, um, <laughs> after her X-rated moment, we will be back tomorrow night. Obviously, I was talking about my roosters. 545 for the pre-show. <laughs> and you can always check out the lovely Liana mm-hmm. tomorrow morning at 9.05 a.m. on either the pill side or the rumble side. Uh, on both, Liana Wilbert. Yeah, see? <laughs> yes, Lindsay, I am like, damn it. <laughs> And uh, you check her out there over on the uh, pill.net side. She's got her channel. You all know about it. She's mm-hmm. been there for a hot minute and it's a great show. So check it out. Do you know, Liana was actually the first female to have her own solo show on Foxhole. Yes. Yep. Just putting that out there. So that's a, I've one of the OGs. always backed her up. That's Leo, why. they don't, but they, they honestly, the roost, our roosters, all the chickens that we got are really sweet. It's obvious they've been handled since they were very young, even, um, I even, I handled, I even picked up one of the little ones, one of the little ones I picked up and they were fine. So, yeah, I mean, they're all, they're all chill. The little silky, super sweet, even the ugly ass silky, half silky roosters. Pretty funny. That's he's actually cool. He's really cool. Dude. He's so cool because all he does is follow the big one around. And when the big one crows, he crows right. He's right right there. And he's right there. He, when he crows and his crow is hysterical. He sounds like a cat being strangled. (laughs) Just the only way I can describe it. No, 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 no. Have you ever heard a violin get broken? Maybe <laughs> with pulled string. If you've ever heard a violin get <laughs> broken with pulled string, that's what it sounds like. It's great. Oh, I was like, what the fuck is that? But one of the little ones tried out its crow today. Yeah. yeah. I heard that. He was like, Ooh, and I was, I was like, like oh, oh, that one's coming. Okay. Yep. So anyway, we got some young roosters too. Yes. They're and cool. No, they're all, they're all I, really cool. Yeah. I'm an asshole, but I got lied to. I don't like that. I, <laughs> I, I just like to be told I the truth. I didn't mean to lie if to I, you. If I you just fully, told me the truth, I, I would have been intended to go down there and just come home with four roosters and the hens. And I got down there and I saw them all and they're, they're so cool. They they're spread so out. Cute. The, like, it's how just like, not take them all. I have this little bug eater army that now I shift. I take uh, my sunflower <laughs> seeds. Uh-huh. And if I sprinkle my sunflower seeds in a line, yep. the whole army shifts its attack. Oh, oh, so right now they're in the center of the garden going nuts. Dude, they are killing everything that's in there. That, um, What's that thing going on on Instagram, like chicken wars or flock wars or something? Yeah, I could take a, I could take when a they, picture with them following older, me. Oh man. How many roosters? I don't know. Probably 10. We have 10. Like we have no Please. idea. Uh, Cause some of the babies, they, I mean, it's hard to tell into honestly, until they start crowing, it's really hard to tell. Like you can tell from their feet, the two black and white ones. Well, the feathers have, too, their feathers, they have a feather in the back that points down where true. the, all of the feathers on oh, a the, hen's yeah, ass go up. up. Yeah. Roosters have a feather that points down. Yeah. Um, on the big rooster, it is very prominent. He's, He's got a flock of feathers that point down on the, even on the silky, the silky rooster has a flock of feathers that point down. Okay. So I bet if you look hard enough, you can tell Yeah, it's not hard. Yeah. 
So, um, but, and you know, if we can't get rid of them and I put it out on Facebook, but everyone puts their roosters on Facebook because no one wants the fucking roosters because everyone gets roosters. Fuck it. We're we just going to keep don't them. Mean don't to. We're going to keep them. And then if they start fighting, they'll be old enough that we can, you know, there'll be dinner. <laughs> when will be? We can eat roosters. Actually, most or people we'll just kill the one that loses. Honestly, most people don't eat their hens. They eat their roosters yeah. because they fight. And we have a friend that processes chickens, right? We can always call Ziggy and yeah. be like, Hey, I got some roosters that I need to get rid of. Can you, you know, well, whatever, we'll pay him however much, or we'll give him one, like we'll give him six and be like, give us back five, yeah. you know, and, um, that kind of a thing. And, and he'll send us back done packaged chickens so that we don't have to pluck individual feathers. Cause I was looking up like how to process chickens today. And like, there's all these like feather defeathering machines and you do this and that and the other. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not killing enough chickens to go through all that. We'll just send them to Ziggy and ask him to do it for us. <laughs> Cause you know, he's got all that shit. Well, then you pluck it. You know how long it takes to pluck a fucking. Yeah. It takes a while. takes a long ass while. Fuck yeah. Uh-huh. It'll take me all day. I'll be crying the whole time too. <laughs> Women used to do nope. that shit back in the day. I know. Nope. Yeah, I'll give it to Ziggy and let Ziggy process it. <laughs> I'm thinking he can send us back a package rooster that we can eat. That's it. Well, okay. in either way, we will so. be back at 5:45 tomorrow night, 6 p.m. for the regular show. It'll be the, the normal news podcast. And uh, till then, y'all have a great weekend, fuckers. Um, enjoy the rest of your evening. Uh, for the Mick and Lynn. Hey, did anybody win the Mega Millions? I don't know. It was like a $1.37 billion Saturday night or Friday night. So yeah. if you won a, I'm, I'm just asking for a million. It's not a lot, but just a million. And uh, that would keep us afloat for a minute. Uh, right. No <laughs> Probably shit. Not. Either uh, way. Okay. For the and don't forget to go check out um, my new favorite artist, Dax, that we opened the show with. It's yes. DAX on YouTube. He's awesome. Um, I think he, I think he won like, christian singer of the year or some shit like that for for one of i don't songs. know he cusses i yeah uh, really good i yeah but he swears i'm surprised to hear that that's he, interesting I, I that he got the christian singer of the year award. or maybe he he was nominated and he didn't get it because i saw in the comments like or, i don't know i don't know if he didn't win it and should have he de damn well should have he damn well should have yeah either so, way okay for the make envy lynn have a great night fuckers we'll see you tomorrow thanks for watching y'all peace
up in When it's my time, lay me six feet deep 